0: and welcome to Geek Actually episode or episode or issue or whatever you want to call it. Number 23. Boy, it's been a long time since we've done this. Geek actually has vanished. <laughs> and we returned. And it's awoken. <laughs>
1: There has been an awakening. <laughs> Can you feel it? So,
0: uh, before we go any further, I think it's, um, It's. forgive me if I sound like I'm shouting, because I can't hear myself in my headphones. What? <laughs> what? What? Um, no. I've
1: lost
2: 99% <laughs> of my hearing. David. That is David Longo. <laughs> How are you, Dave? I'm loopy, sir.
0: You're loopy. I know for a fact, and we're going to come back to this in a little bit, but you've been like literally like a pressure cooker needing the valve yeah, to talk about this. Where so. I'm
2: from, the birds sing. A pretty
0: song. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we are joined by Jamie Lawrence. How are you, Jamie?
1: There is no Jamie, only Zoom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wrong film, wrong franchise. And I am David McVeigh, and yes, we are back. It's been a long haul. Uh, we'll try and explain this a little bit by saying that first of all, uh, we had Christmas which got in the way and we normally have a little Christmas break but also slightly before Christmas I got the plague yeah. and was put down and then you we immer- had house guests and then you were put down? yeah <laughs> I was put down like I was like <laughs> like
1: <laughs> not, like old y'all <laughs> <not down. laughs> <laughs>
0: there were times I felt like I should have been let me tell you um, it was horrible <laughs> <laughs> it was a horrible <clears> virus and and so all these things happened and it all just delayed the inevitable which is this was supposed to be recorded on the week of the release of Star Wars <laughs> and for some reason we are way out of that but yeah. it has also given us a little bit of perspective because mm-hmm. we've had multiple viewings. Uh, just put this in perspective I'm on viewing number three at this point. I've had three. You've had three and Davis had seven. Yes. So, <laughs> so we've all seen we've this more film. To come. We've all seen this film multiple times which is wonderful.
2: Yeah. I just noticed that on, on the screen we've got Star Wars The, the F Awakens <laughs> because of IMAX. <laughs> We're on the IMDb but there's a uh, pop- Uh, there we go there There it is the The F awakens
0: Awakens. (laughs) Um, and we will talk uh, in great detail about Star Wars now we will must warn people that when we get to the film review which we're going to get to very quickly today Mm -hmm. because there's nothing else we really want to talk about um it is a spoilers and all discussion. The, look, the film's of, a yeah. year old now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, of the Force Awakens. Yeah. So if you yeah. haven't seen the Force Awakens yet, you will want to pause this yeah. show and come back to it mm-hmm. at a later date. Because, yeah. and
2: frankly, if if you haven't mm. seen it yet, like that's you shouldn't be complaining about spoilers. <laughs> you know, like, oh, this movie that I really wanted to see, like I haven't had a chance yet. Yeah.
3: So
0: all <laughs> of that being said, let's get on to the show. There's a couple of things, couple of announcements. First announcement is. Competitions. So we're going to have some competitions coming up on the website over the next uh, two weeks. Uh, basically, we are going to have a dual pack of True Detective Season 1 and Season 2. Oh
1: man, can I win that? Uh,
0: well, you work for the show, so no. <laughs> we are going to have American Ultra Blu-ray Ooh. giveaway, and we are also going to have the documentary Bat-Kid. Um, oh, yeah. So have you these, seen that back I in? have not no, yet. No, I really no, right. want to. Now, yeah. I've been sent a screener from Roadshow. Roadshow, these are all courtesy of Roadshow, and mm-hmm. we've had a lovely relationship with Roadshow, and they're sending these to me. I just got a notice saying they're all coming to, in the mail soon. Yep. And so we're going to open these up, and over the space of three weeks, we are going to be having competitions. So pay attention to geekactually.com. That's where all the news will be going, and when it gets posted there, it'll also post to our Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash GeekActually. Mm-hmm. That's where you want to find out about these things. And if you want to win these wonderful gifts, Bat Kids only on DVD. Mm-hmm. There is no Blu-ray release of it. But the True Detective and American Ultra will be Blu-ray releases. Woo-hoo. I have one of each. Yay. And so it'll be this big one of each to give away. So once those have opened up, keep your eye on uh, the Facebook page and the web page. So that's that out of the way. Second thing I want to get out of the way is for the last four years, um, I have actually had a job which has actually massively hindered what I can talk about. (laughs) I can't um, wait
2: for this. I've been, um, I've been dying for this.
0: this I don't is, get too excited. It's not, It's nothing. going it's it's to be radical. the
2: greatest moment in, in recorded history.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, for
0: those, so for those who do know, I've actually been working for Apple. I've been an Apple genius for the last four years. And Apple policy is that while I was working at Apple, I, I was- I can't believe of, you
2: can
1: say that. I know. It's That's a weird crazy. thing. Yeah. Um, you you were know, always a genius to <laughs> us. <laughs> I
0: no longer work there. I now have a new job. I'm actually going to go start working at Microsoft, go figure, um, which is kind of weird. Um, but I'm going to start that job soon. But I've been bound by an NDA. I've been bound by very strict rules at Apple that I'm not allowed to discuss Apple or any of its partners, which for those who have been wondering for the last four years is why tech actually and all the tech components of Geek actually disappeared. Mm. Because I couldn't talk about it. I just wasn't, it, it, it really limits what you can talk about. However, now that I am no longer an employee of Apple, I've got four years of Apple news. I just got to get through.
3: <laughs>
0: so. Let's just talk about the product releases of the last four years and what I actually thought of these product releases. So I'm going to say iPhone 5 uh, with two repair extension programs and scuffing problems, not a great release. (laughs) iPhone 5C, an overpriced plastic iPhone 5, just what the world needed at the time. iPhone 5S, great phone. (laughs) Love the 5S, no complaints. Mac Pro, sexy, super powerful, but wow, what a price tag, okay? Um, and really doesn't need that price tag. iPad mini one, why do they bother? Uh, iPad mini with retina display, the ultimate comic book reader. There's no hands Agreed. down. It yeah. was just a fantastic comic book reader. iPad Air, good redesign, nice and light, about time. It was actually the thing that they actually needed to do. iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, they bent. Let's not <laughs> let's not beat around the bush. Mine bent twice and I had to have it replaced. Uh, iPhone 6S and 6S Plus, Good phones, all right? They they fix the bending problem, all right? Uh, the new MacBook. Okay, let's be really honest here, and what I would love to have been able to say to customers on the floor, it's an iPad with a keyboard, okay? <laughs> but don't worry about it. Don't worry that it's underpowered. Because it comes in gold. Okay? Uh, <laughs> uh, Apple, <laughs> Apple Pay, another service that really has absolutely nothing to do with us outside of the United States for the moment. Yes, American Express has come to the party. But let's face it, Apple Pay is really not there yet because it's really only in America. Um, iWork. Here is a product suite that was all fi- cylinders firing, they were actually getting to a point where they were going to be a competitor for Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. And PowerPoint. This was a great service. But in a bid to make it more compatible with iCloud, they completely neutered this good developing program and took out most of the features. Final Cut Pro! Final Cut Pro is another example. I had Photos. Once again... Uh, In a bid for iCloud compatibility, um, iPhoto and more specifically Aperture have both been abandoned and replaced with Photos, a program so compatible it has no features and completely confuses customers. Uh, The U2 album launch and giveaway. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes, it was the most embarrassing moment in history when they tried to touch fingers, okay, on stage. Tim Cook, that was really ill-advised. But on the flip side of that, all of you fuckwits out there who complained about the fact that you were given a free U2 album, get the fuck over yourselves. Yes. It was a free gift. If you didn't want it, don't download it. What is your fucking problem? Um, and...
2: Uh, <laughs> there were and, like five U2 song titles that came to mind as a good response. And... <laughs> I still haven't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> without you. What can I say? <laughs>
0: I have one last thing to say, which is (laughs) Apple's bid to become a fashion company is really misplaced. Mm. One of the reasons why I I don't work there anymore is the fact that I was having trouble reconciling the fact that everything was about the fashion. Um, This was summed up by the Apple Watch, which I think is a good product, and I really do like my watch, but it is a digital watch. Let's get Mm. really Mm. realistic and say Mm. it's a digital watch. And the fact that it is so massively overpriced um, has written them off the market to start with when it is a digital watch that can check your mail and receive your messages, you know? And yes, it is really lovely, but really do we really need to present it in such a way that we're a high fashion company? Mm. They've got the little watch mats out and the try-ons and the this and that, and culminating, of course, in the fact that there's an an 18-karat gold solid watch. This is all just a little bit ridiculous because if you think about an 18-karat gold solid watch, this is a watch that you expect to last for a lifetime Mm. and be an heirloom to pass down to your your family. Don't put technology in that. (laughs) $24,000, you'd want to be able to hand it down it's a digital watch mm. in 5 years time the technology inside that watch is obsolete mm-hmm. yeah. so how is that going to be an heirloom what you really got in 5 years time is a lump of gold that you can sell but that's <laughs> about it mm. apple has still trying to pretend like it is the underdog and everything about their marketing campaigns and everything else is about think different and this and that and it's so they are not the underdog anymore apple is an enormous company that is the market leader at this point. And because they are the market leader, you can't play the underdog card anymore. Mm. And they need to get over that. Okay, um, Rant over. I needed to get that out. I was never allowed to say that yeah. sort of stuff while I worked there. My favorite uh,
1: apple is still the Red Delicious. <laughs> I'm a big Granny Smith fan myself. <laughs>
0: but yeah, look, for me personally, over four years, the sheen rubbed off the apple a little bit. Huh, sorry about the pun. But, you know, I, and over time I can say I still really like the products on the most part. MacBook aside, (laughs) which is just a gold iPad with a keyboard. Uh, um, And the other thing I would like to say is that, I mean, most recent thing, of course, they released is the iPad Pro, which I love my iPad Pro. Don't get me wrong. It's a nice huge screen. Mm. But let's not fool ourselves. It is a really overpriced, giant iPad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's. there's no real major difference or functionality except for the pencil unless you want to spend the $140 for the pencil or whatever it is. No, I think it's $120 for the pencil. If you don't buy that pencil, it is just an iPad. Yeah. You know? So we got to be very careful that you don't just get overwhelmed by their marketing and, and their Johnny Ives and rethinking, you know, the mm. world because really, I'm waiting to see what they can do next that is really innovative. At yeah. the moment, they're not really the innovating
2: As long as they don't ruin their MacBook Pro line. No, the MacBook Pro line is
0: actually really good. But I mean, I look at Mm. things like the iMac, for instance. The iMac is, and I mean...
2: Oh, and I love mine. I I can't
0: specifically go into and tell you behind the scenes Mm. stuff. I'm not allowed to. I'm still covered by an NDA. But I can't talk about the way I feel about stuff. Mm. And I look at the fact that the iMac with the retina display and everything else, I just look at it and go... I've never looked at my iMac, which is sitting right in front of me and is four years old, and gone, "Wow, that display shit! I need a more high, <laughs> higher yeah. resolution." I've never, I've never felt that way. Mm. You know what I mean? So I just feel like putting a Retina screen on the iMac was, yes, it was an interesting product line, but they've now spread that out over all of their iMac range. Yeah. And so what they've done effectively is gotten rid of any low cost iMac.
2: Yeah. And the only low cost uh, iMac at the same, that's same time they they've, they've kind of done away with their pro market as well.
0: They've been doing away with the pro market yeah. for some time. Because yeah, no. even
2: even if it's a 5K display, it still is not really the best dynamic range of color. For, what is really for,
0: interesting, yeah. actually, the, the dynamic range on it is actually pretty good. It's pretty
2: but good, but it's not like it's not at a level yet that you can edit it. What's and color really grade interesting though you say film. that
0: though, Dave, is that I was reading uh, an article. Um, no, I wasn't. I was listening to. Sorry, I was listening to. Uh, um, Alex Lindsay, who is actually a special effects guy and so forth, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: his feeling really is he wouldn't buy Mac Pros,
2: yeah,
0: because he can, for the same cost as one Mac Pro, put in five uh, iMacs with Retina screens and have the same computing power, yeah, you know. And you sit and go, wow, this is coming from the Pro market, Mm. you know. And that's the thing: you look at the, the Mac Pro and you go, it's pretty, it's amazingly powerful. Um, we actually, uh, in our workroom, mm-hmm. took a Mac Pro and literally highlighted every app, including Pro apps, every app in the applications folder and hit enter, and it launched everything with one ba- with one bouncer less. Yeah. It's amazingly powerful. Yeah. Like uh, my,
2: my iMac is like, sp- I spec'd it out to the yeah, yeah. to the, the highest possibility, and it's, uh, it's I've never had an issue with it. And mm-hmm. I do some pretty high-end video stuff with it, and it's... This it's is a base. this was this was an, the only thing is just the display. Like yeah. the display you know, is actually you, you have pretty to hook good. up an external monitor still. But you get like ninety eight point eight percent there. Mm. But um but it's still But you
0: but the, the other thing about those you know, displays blacks are and whites using it's, it's you, using a accurate. spider, you can yeah. calibrate
2: it. Yeah, you can, but I mean like that's so, not you know you can calibrate still. it. Still so. but the
0: only way you're gonna get absolute accuracy is if you go get yourself yeah. Thunderbolt monitors and they are way too expensive. Yeah.
2: You know, but it's not—it's not a bad thing at all. Like, like in the end, I mean, like it's a still a consumer computer. Like, we right. can't really sit here and complain about, like, you know, buying a personal computer. But it's and a consumer computer, it to be and professional. this is the, this is it's kind of just, the problem with Apple, though, know,
0: is it's a consumer computer that's priced outside of consumer yeah. rates. It's
2: just—I guess—the frustration yeah. comes from like that. For me, Final Cut Seven was an astonishing program. Yeah, done away the, with the, their suite that they had was remarkable, and I and I kind of like what what Final Cut. Pro X does like I think it's pretty good of a program they've managed but, to actually
0: put almost everything yeah, that they took out back in back by in, now you know. but the problem is it's so fundamentally different in workflow yeah. that I still can't quite get used it's to just, it. it still feels yeah. like iMovie. it's
2: just not a precision tool and that's that's the problem whereas and, um, what I've actually whereas if to they use, had called it iMovie Pro uh, that wow! Worked, yeah, you know, wow. <laughs> I a- actually started to
0: work now. Before you go on, as I because I know where you're going, uh, I gotta say though that just for those who are out there who are wondering, yes, I still love the product. Yes, mm. I don't hate the company. Yes, I left on very good terms, so I don't think I'm going to bag out the company or anything. Um, but I gotta say, I don't use photos. I'm moving everything over to Adobe Lightroom. Because yep. Adobe Lightroom feels more like Aperture, mm-hmm. and I don't use Final Cut Pro anymore. I've been using Premiere.
2: Yeah, I use I use the Adobe Creative Cloud. Yeah, myself. me too. Yeah. yeah, Jamie,
1: as a non tech head, one the music app just sucks, and two oh, which, which music, which one, the, the
2: base one built oh, Gar- into GarageBand? no, no the, the iTunes, the i the iTunes music app. Now
0: I'm going to defend iTunes for a second because <laughs> iTunes on a Mac works magnificently because it is actually I'm
1: I'm talking about on my iPad it's terrible oh yeah yeah, but
0: iPad I'm talking about Macs okay on the on the Mac iTunes works incredibly well Mm -hmm. it does need an overhaul it is several years old and they've facelifted it a few times but they really do need to look at redesign Mm -hmm. Um, but I've been using iTunes now since 2007 throughout all the incarnations I actually really quite like I like
1: I like it on the PC I just on iTunes
0: on the PC I was about to say sucks balls I haven't
1: had any dramas why do you think it sucks on the iPad Things like I actually have to dig into menus and go looking to work out how to shuffle my playlist. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> the, that's the- a
0: fundamental problem with iOS, though. You have to dig deep, nothing is laid out easily. Mm. And that's, uh, iOS is one of those programs where I look at it, and on one hand, I applaud Apple for creating a mobile platform that is so intuitive that you can hand it to a four year old and oh, it's that's just amazing. immediately just dive in. Mm. Keep going down, younger than four. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. However, the problem that I have with iOS is that they've tried to pack so much into iOS that it's now feeling a little bit like it's bulging at the seams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
2: don't know. I, I I absolutely adore iOS, personally. Like I, I, I think I couldn't live without my iPhone, honestly. Oh, don't get me
0: wrong. I couldn't live yeah. without my iPhone. I, 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 <laughs>
2: it's funny because like I, I work in, in a photo lab and um, I encounter phones of all kinds mm. all day long, and it's as- astonishing how complicated some some other operating systems are in comparison. Mm-hmm. It's astonishing. Like I can't find simple things like how to turn Bluetooth on. Yeah, you know, and things like that. I like, played
0: with Android, and I know you're an Android user, Jamie. Mm-hmm. I played with Android for about six months. I bought a, a Galaxy Note, um, and I played with it for about six months. I've sold it now because I wanted it. To be fair, Mm. because I'm a technologist, I really wanted to be able to play with everything and see what it's like. Yeah,
1: I want to get you a a little plaque for your disc that says, David McVeigh, technologist. Technologist. Um, (laughs) But I actually
0: really, I, I got to a point where... But well, the first few weeks, I thought, you know, because it was unique, it was different. And it was kind of like, hey, this is something different, right? Mm. But after a while, I started to really feel it groaning under what I wanted to do. And I also, it never, it doesn't, it has no fit and polish to it. Mm. And this is actually dealing with the Samsung version, obviously, because one of the other problems with Android is that there's Android Reference, and then there's Android HTC, Android Samsung, and all these companies skin it. For sure, Either way they want, and to me that creates a really fractured operating system. And the fact that some devices have more recent updates than other, and you got to give it to Apple for creating an operating system where as soon as an update comes out, it just goes it's everywhere across the board. Yeah. update, yeah. you know, and I and I admire that. They're clever, absolutely. What I don't admire is uh, the fact that Apple. Once again, this comes back to that underdog thing. When Apple was small, they were readily, they could readily go. We're no longer doing that. Everybody start doing this. Mm. And they would just Mm -hmm. blow away whatever they were doing and start something new. And nobody complained because that was the way that Apple did it. Now with the millions and millions and millions of users that they have, you can't play that game anymore. Mm. They're in Microsoft territory. Not Microsoft now. I'm talking about Microsoft when there was Windows 95, 98, and so forth, when Microsoft would create a new operating system. Everything had to be focused on backwards compatibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Because there's so many users, you can't just blow away everything. You Mm -hmm. have to move your users into the new system. Apple still thinks they don't have that many users. And so they just blow stuff away, like iPhoto. And trust me, from a support bar point of view, photos has been a nightmare. Yeah, how many appointments I've had to take with people going, I just don't understand, Mm. and I want iPhoto back. And you go, well, you can't have it back. You know, it's gone. You know, it's like, and and this is kind of where they have to start changing their Mm. tact a little bit. They can't just destroy stuff anymore.
1: Yeah. Anyway, my second point before was uh, the name Thunderbolt monitor. Like, I, I want that to be a supervillain posing as my monitor. <laughs> <laughs> posing as my monitor to win my trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just telling me, occasionally just playing things like Justice Like Lightning. You know, like, it's great. Yeah. Uh, the, the Thunderbolt monitor. <laughs>
0: this is like the anti-monitor and stuff in DC, Yeah, right?
1: that's right.
2: <laughs> I just, for, for me with Apple, it's like I love Apple to my core and everything. I use Apple for everything, but it's just there are some, some things that really grind. You know, it's yeah. so, and I'm still burnt. We're by allowed to it. talk about that. Yeah, Tell yeah, me yeah. what Brian Jagger is, yeah. dude. I'm, I'm still, I'm still burnt by Final Cut Pro. I'm, oh, me I'm too. Really no, burnt, really burnt by it, and um, and I, and I kind of would like to try out Final Cut Pro. You know, X. Mm. You know, and see what the
1: differences are, and you know, but the App Store is meant because there's you know, no demos.
2: But you can't. I mean, yeah. it's like it
1: costs like fucking. What is it about technology box, and like, adding a letter to the end of it, the name of something? Yeah.
0: Uh, can I, can yeah. I actually point out? Can Jason I actually X. point out that, uh, <laughs> and this is actually internal Apple, hmm. okay? And this is official from Apple. Mm-hmm. Apple, it is not OS X, it is not Final Cut X. It is 10. Right. And they okay. they, yeah, they sure. actually get yeah, yeah. very upset when people come in and say OSX. Yeah, right. Uh, it is oh. OS X. And that's but the, they didn't have it. That, that would they explain didn't. why that guy
1: raged when I called it <laughs> OSX to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <no. laughs> but they didn't have Final Cut um,
2: 7. No, because, they, because I mean, they brought they did it. did have 7, 8, and 9 they didn't have.
0: No, because they brought it in line with OS ten. Sure. So that's why yeah, okay.
2: So Final, Final Cut. Cut 10. Oh, Final Cut for OS ten. Yeah. I guess is what they kind of mean. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. And so uh, the other one. Yeah.
0: Now that I'm not working there anymore, can I just share with you some favorite moments of? Oh, I, moments? If I thought you
2: wanted me to do the other things that might my Yeah. Is. One more second oh, yeah, yeah, before yeah, you go, because yeah. you
0: brought it, You've opened a can of worms mm-hmm. here. Is the mispronunciation of names. So those who are listening to this show oh, well, yeah, who have yeah, ever, yeah, ever yeah. been I'll to like a Genius this. Bar yeah. and have gone, uh, yeah, can I? Uh, I need. I'm having trouble uh, installing uh, Yosemite. Was my favorite. So. Uh, so can we clarify here? It's Yosemite, like Yosemite <laughs> National Park. And I think my favorite one is, uh, for those who have been to school, you know that there's a mountain called El Capitan, which is the name <laughs> of the latest <laughs> operating system. Yeah. It's not E1 Captain. Okay. <laughs> all right. So we've actually <laughs> had Holy people crap. call it E1 Captain. Wow. Hi
1: there. Can I please speak to an Applegeneus?
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back yeah. to grinding I ideas. saw it in a cinema and my favorite <laughs> one of all time was um, Pirates. For, for pirates of the <laughs> <Caribbean>. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, grinding again, So a final um, cut ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also like the that I have to buy all these peripheral devices for basic things. Like how, how they're anti um, Blu-ray, for example, mm. and how they're anti DVD drive, C D drive. Um, you know, how they're reducing the all the ports that you can put in into your computer. Which we it's come, like, we come like, back the to MacBook like, with its It's one like they're board. an amazing, amazing <laughs> Like company for professional people, but they don't allow professional people to have an ease. Or if
1: you're going to make a tablet designed to use with a stylus, how about you include the stylus? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like well, like that. to be like, fair, to be fair. You know, they that doesn't bother own, me too. To be Mark.
0: fair, if you buy a Microsoft Surface tablet, and I don't know, I mean, I'm not working there yet, but mm. when you buy a Microsoft <laughs> Surface tablet, you, the pen is optional. Yeah, so you still have to buy the pen separately. Mm. So, I mean, that's just—I think that's yeah. kind of standard fair. But Did you, you ever
2: get the impression that if Steve Jobs was still running the he'd company, he'd be turning
0: in his grave yeah, right now, man? That's how I feel about it. He,
2: <laughs> he would. The, the guy who, who let, let's not forget, bought Pixar. Yes. You know like um like he he would not he would have he would have listened. Final cut X or whatever final cut 10. Well final you know, cut 10 I think he actually, would have gone he would have gone we're well, losing the pros. Did final cut 10 happen under
0: his watch so I think it might have.
2: But he would have responded to it now yeah, well, by is, now. Actually for sure. To be
0: fair Steve Jobs probably wouldn't have responded because Steve Jobs never responded to anybody and was Steve Jobs. read his book. No, but but, but you it's don't amazing. you don't you
2: don't think that Steve Jobs would have kept the pro market though.
0: He would have kept the MacBook Pro. He would have kept the He would, the have, Mac he, pro. would have, he
2: would have pleased the pro market.
0: Cuz the Mac Pro but was But he would important. have made
2: more applications for the pro market, yeah.
0: you know? the, the, the 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 pro market is an important market, mm. and it is really what built Apple. Because yeah. when everybody was going to PCs for desktops, the pros helped keep it afloat with mm. video editing. Walter Merch editing feature yeah. films on it, and so forth. They bought Logic because they wanted to get into the pro music mm. industry, um, and you know, so they they were they were going for a pro market when they didn't update the Mac Pro which was the old cheese grater one, you know, the big, yeah. big metal one. They didn't update that for years. People thought, what is going on here? Then they eliminate Final Cut Pro or change Final Cut Pro into what it is. And then when they released the new Mac Pro, and they finally came out and said, this is the new Mac Pro, I applaud them for making an incredibly powerful machine. Yeah. It is a really powerful machine, but it's not expandable at yeah. all. And it's, you know?
2: it's not cost-effective
0: Well, I shouldn't say it. I take that back. It is expandable.
2: Only in certain It's things. only
0: expandable by Thunderbolt. Yeah. So the actual core of the machine...
2: Yeah. So they build this beautiful, like, cylinder object. That which then, is incredibly
0: powerful in itself. Yeah. But if you want to add more storage and stuff, you're Thunderbolting into this yeah. thing. So what you end up with is a desk full of drives and cables.
2: Yeah. Um, which is the kind of thing, it's like because for me, I'm not one of those people that's like, st- you know, fuck the design... Like, just make a crap product. Just make it work. Like, I I, I love the design of Apple. Yeah. And I think, like, that's one of their strong, strong points because it's, it's great to look you at. Like you like know, Thunderbolt, don't you? I just yeah. love it. I'm, yeah, just, yeah.
1: I'm like, Thunderbolting is a way you describe when you pretend to be a good guy. very, very lightning <laughs> me. Yeah,
2: because it's Thunderbolt and lightning.
0: And you'd also like the fact that Thunderbolt's symbol is a lightning bolt. Oh, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I go for the Flash and Shazam for exactly the same reason. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I, I, I love the company and I'll, and I'll never not use them.
0: And that's the thing. I look at it and go, I, this, I was wearing an Apple uh, T-shirt, like a promo T-shirt we had the other day, and I was wearing it down the coffee, and they know I work for Apple or worked for Apple. And um, he said, oh, you're wearing an Apple shirt. I said, well, yeah, because you can take the Apple out. You can
1: take the boy out of Apple,
0: but you can't take the Apple
1: out of yeah. the boy, right? And also is, take the worm out. That's important. <laughs> I yeah.
0: will always use Mac computers because I actually really like the Mac OS environment. Mm-hmm. I really like the Mac OS Ditto. environment. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here in front of my PC, which I have resurrected because I'm getting to know Windows again. And I've upgraded it to Windows 10. And I actually and they're quite, not
2: that different. And really. I quite like Windows 10. I think yeah.
0: Windows 10's got some
2: really yeah. good features. Yeah, like so that's f- the same with me. I I use like my my television is is a is a Microsoft computer. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so our television is a computer, basically. Yeah. We just watch everything on, on yep. that. And um, yeah, and I, I don't have a problem with a Microsoft interface hmm. at all. But I've already started
0: yeah. to kind of make myself... But for myself my, my
2: creative stuff, I like to keep it all just Absolutely. Know, clean Absolutely. I have and a MacBook pure. Pro, yeah.
0: I have two iPads, I have an iPhone, and I have an iMac. Yeah. You know, These are going to be my main tools that I will always continue to work. This PC has nothing on it. Mm. It is a studio computer. Yeah. You know, And I use it for learning a little bit about PCs and so forth, and as a studio computer, and occasionally playing games, which is where the PC is still
1: way out chines. Oh, my God. Way out Speaking chines. of games and... Being a nerd. Um,
0: <laughs> nice got, segue, sir. Thank
1: you. <laughs> I got Civilization Beyond Earth for Christmas. Yeah. And the number of times that I've found myself awake at 3 a.m. <laughs> since that is a direct correlation. <laughs> <laughs> this game is amazing. Like, I've, I've always loved Civilization. All the the whole franchise has always rocked my world, but wow, I am in love with this game. Yeah, yeah like awesome. it's colonizing a new world. I am literally going and taking pe- my people yeah. to another world. My it's son, stars, got my, it's oh, great. <laughs> my son got
0: an Xbox One for Christmas and a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. Right, a bunch of games: Lego Dimensions, uh, Lara Croft Rise of Tomb Oh, which Raider.
2: I which I finished a couple of days oh, ago. Oh,
0: Okay, all these games. Yeah, but he also got Battlefront, rad game. He hasn't even unwrapped the other games. <laughs> yeah. He has been uh, since Christmas just playing Battlefront constantly it's like Star Wars doesn't need any more more games on top of that it's like you sit there and go wow we could have saved ourselves a packet
1: (laughs) funny actually similar story Um, so my son got about I don't know six seven different games for Christmas and I wanted to do something for my daughter to try and allow them to play together a little bit so I got her Just Dance uh, for the Wii U and both of them have just been going off on just dance. <laughs> they love it to bits. <laughs> and I woke up the other morning, and uh, and Kalinda was there doing all the dancing for Let It Go, and Avery was singing along with the karaoke. It was <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm no, I'm constantly amazed by how far video gaming has come. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you know, because for me, like I grew up on a TRS-80. You know, like mm. I, I had Space Invaders and Joe the Janitor and Quick Cubit and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah. Um. And to see now, you know, people literally just Moving in response to a video game system, yeah. and that's how they're controlling themselves. It's amazing. Yeah, no,
2: cool. it is amazing. And my, my favorite games are the point and click adventure games oh. of the eighties. Uh, like, that's Zork I, and I, stuff like that. Day of the Tentacle, like Day of the, the Tentacle, Lucasarts and, and Sierra, no, Monkey Island, Monkey Island. You know, the, the Space Quest, legacy mm-hmm. all that stuff. Great stuff. And um, and like the thing about the independent games at the moment is like they're now redoing it. Like that kind of style, and like that's point and click adventure games are coming back. Oh, this have is you played like Walking um, Dead and stuff? Yeah, well, great. yeah, absolutely. But now there say, are some you... like like there's a game called Dropsy that I just got. I've heard it, about that. It's, yeah, it's yeah. done like Sam and Max hit the road. Have you, know, you played like, it, um, in the same pixelated style? You know, Excellent. Um, Broken Age, uh, Tim Schafer's The d- Wolf Among fight. Us. Oh, the Wolf Among Us is amazing. It is amazing. such a good game. Yeah, I just actually got the Game of Thrones. Uh, Season pass Yeah yeah You know to do Yeah um,
0: Are these on your iPad Or on your computer No on
2: on the the computer Right Yeah on the My brother has like um, A Steam account Right Right. On the TV Yeah so we play that way Um, But yeah So I'm getting into Playing all those games But we actually Bought a Playstation 4 For Christmas Oh nice Just because Day of the Tentacle they're doing a HD remake. Oh wow! And *Dave the Tentacle is my all-time favorite game. There's, there's you know, it's a very clever game, but it's amazing. And like the kind of thing is like those point-and-click adventure games are still the best stories mm. in video games ever, and nothing gets better. The, in wit, the wit in them is
1: amazing. It's like, incredible. So like, I challenge smart.
2: anyone to play *Monkey Island* and then think of a better a better storyline in a video game. It's impossible. It, it you know? is great. You know, like yeah. and the kind of thing is like no matter how many graphics and you know developments there you can't beat these games and it's cool because now like they're like animated comic books
1: yeah you know and
2: so like now people are making them for no money at home and putting them on steam for like nine bucks and it's like man this is
1: awesome yeah yeah i actually like having played that format when i was younger and you know now wolf among us and stuff like that i constantly wonder why we're not seeing more um, you know Marvel and DCs just well doing no, that. Well, you know, and tell, eventually tell, tell, you can tell, tell be Spider Man or whatever, Got you know? the
2: license for Marvel. Oh wow! And they're doing a, a Marvel game. That's excellent. Next year, yeah, that'd be amazing. Here, here. yeah, yeah, excellent yeah. stuff.
0: Good, good. The other thing we did this. Oh well, well this, we talked about video games. Well, there was the other thing we did this week. God, you know, I just gotta say before we go any further, it was when, so when did you say nice. this week, <laughs> it was so nice. to No, this week was actually the last episode. So we're gonna talk about ah. this. Ah. Um, It was so nice to purge. I feel cleansed. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so. (laughs) Like a summer rain. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have on my soundboard, because I'm still rebuilding this soundboard Mm -hmm. here. I don't have our what we've been watching theme. So Mm -hmm. I think because of what we're going to talk about, I think it would be fair just to play this.
1: Yo, she bitch. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Groovy. Groovy.
0: Uh, All right. So, uh, in fact, I actually had...
2: Hey, kid. Uh. Groovy. It's a shotgun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, in the... The only other thing we're going to talk about other than Star Wars, we're going to get into Star Wars here in two seconds, but the only thing we really got to talk about is the last episode for the first season of Ash versus Mm -hmm. the evil dead uh, showed up on Stan this week. Um, And for whatever other methods people are getting it, but it aired (laughs) in America this week and finally went to air and we got it uh, over here for those who haven't been keeping up. Stan has been getting it day and date every Sunday. Um, And I got a Stan account just to watch this. So um, now, uh, are you going to
2: delete Stan now? No, no,
0: no, they've been getting good stuff
1: on Stan. There's a lot yeah, of yeah, the awesome. stuff on Stan, yeah. there's a
0: lot of good stuff on Stan. They had the exclusive on Sherlock, too. <laughs> yeah, right. so uh, no, I'm keeping Stan for a while because they keep getting all this exclusive stuff. So, anyway, that being said, uh, 10 episodes, half, mm-hmm. 10 half hour episodes. Of, to be fair, the first episode I think was 45 minutes, but
2: yeah, um, I think I read something that it's uh, the whole season is 20 minutes longer than. The original three films. Oh, really? Together. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God.
0: And we also got in the last episode. Now, we should state for the record spoilers on. Remember, this is a spoilerific episode. The episode title will actually be something like The Spoiler Awakens oh, or something. Oh, we don't need to spoil. We're not going to spoil too much, but just to be aware that there may be things mentioned uh, for Ash for the Evil Dead that you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just, we're not going to purposely spoil, but there are a couple of yeah, things. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, la, la, yeah. la, la, Yeah, la, that's, la, that's la, a thing. Yeah. But that being said, this was an awesome. Awesome yeah. sitcom.
2: <laughs> this was Fox sitcom. This was just an awesome. TV no, I use the word. I? I
0: used the word sitcom because it's exactly how Sam Raimi described it. He but said. I guess so. He said we're making yeah, a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were
2: we making a sitcom? A sitcom. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> the piece uh, when
0: we're doing the piece. Sam Raimi. Sam <laughs> Raimi wrote and directed with his brother. He mm-hmm. wrote and directed himself the first episode, mm-hmm. and executive produced the entire series. Uh, this was mesmerizing this was just mesmerizing television
2: this was my favorite thing ever of all time this was (laughs) this was the sequel you guys wanted to the evil dead yeah i Uh, think if star wars had not come out this year this would be the only thing i'd ever talk about ever (laughs) You know, like this was just every single week there was something that you knew was just going to be absolute incredible and it was (laughs) like the evil dead stuff i mean we've talked about this on this show before but like that's ever since I can remember I've been watching those movies over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then for it to come back in the way that it came back where we didn't just get part four, we got, we got everything. We got everything. We got everything.
0: And we got a, we got a, a yeah, great everything. conclusion that is going to lead yeah. to a monster season yeah. two.
2: Oh, man. Um, but the kind of thing is like we went through that horrible remake. I never saw you know? the remake. I uh, It's not to watch horrible, it. actually, I should say, but I refuse as, as to a fan of it. Evil Dead, if you're a fan of Evil Dead, like you know what you want and it doesn't give you what you want, but it's a pretty decent horror film. Right. That makes sense. With some like, it rains (laughs) gore in that last 20 minutes, but now in retrospect, it's like, this is gore, baby. Yeah. 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 This is gore. (laughs) Where they throw like an eight year old (laughs) to a fan, you know, like (laughs) where they use a deli slicer, (laughs) you know, like, it's like, (laughs) I loved in the, the, the the, the the, the dental hygienist, which is a callback to the original series. Yeah, yeah. And um they let's just say they put a dental hygienist through the ringer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, her death was <laughs> You actually
2: went to her death. Her death was That's a big spoiler. Was- brutal but shit
0: oh you it, know look you know she's gonna die yeah, of course you do you know yeah, everyone yeah. is going to die yeah, 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 except yeah, for ash yeah, yeah. everybody goes everything. from like Put yeah. <laughs> everybody aside from ash is yeah, fair game Yeah,
2: that was just incredible how it just begins with like her getting sprayed by blood <laughs> screaming and then she has to step on all these nails and then <laughs> eyes explode and you know and then she gets thrown across the it cabin was brutal. <laughs> yeah. but this was like fan service done in the most glorious Yes, glorious way. The yeah. only
0: thing they didn't do, which I was waiting for, because it was actually a perfect moment where when somebody got locked outside. Yeah, I won't say who or when, but mm-hmm. somebody got locked outside, and you just you're waiting for the trees to rape
2: them. Yeah, that was something that <laughs> I kind of felt too was was actually going to happen. I thought it's going to happen. Did, they did call back to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I thought they're going to do it. Yeah. They're going to rape somebody with a tree again. Yeah. You know, but, it's but just, they it's, didn't- just,
2: it's, it's something that like like. like the kind of world that we're living in here and it's something I'll probably repeat this when we get to Force Awakens but you know this year was a, a two punch of Evil Dead and Force Awakens like mm. two things that we'd spent our entire lives dreaming about <laughs> well I don't know
0: my entire life because I was already well, an adult a, a huge chunk yeah, of your a huge life chunk right of my life, though. you
2: know um let's just say 20 years yeah. right we we spent 20 years just dreaming and imagining what this would be. And then not only did did Evil Dead live up to it, it went past it And I was about to say you The know? one spoiler It does I was- the same shit That Force Awakens does Like it, it gives you Everything you want In the most glorious Genius way Like the expansions Of the mythology In yeah, e- yeah. Evil Dead Are genius Genius Like the way That they develop That mythology out Is mind blowing Oh, and, and- It's so creative Like the idea of Like Ash's hand Returning Like, like little things <laughs> Like that is just Absolutely <laughs> so bristle- obvious And the conclusion you know? To that is genius <laughs> You know This is the kind of thing It's like it's so obvious But you would never think To do it no. You know, and um, and Lucy Lawless's character was, was perfection. Yeah. right? And I'm not going to go. And, no, we're not going to tell what her arc thing. is, but her you arc, know, arc is brilliant. You know, but it's an incredible thing. And um, but what it also does that's so great is that it, it it continues along the story in the way that feels organic and the way that you want it to be. Mm. But it also introduces new characters that stand toe to toe with the originals. You know, and you broaden it out like um, in ways that don't feel forced. Yep. You know, and the same thing in the Force Awakens, the new characters stand toe to toe with with the original characters. Agreed, agreed. You know, and and now they're just part of the universe. And I love those. That- and that's something that's quite remarkable when you think about like the the twenty year build. up And there's
0: there's a once there's one beautiful spoiler in there that's giving us a hint of something to come. Mm. Because at the beginning of all of this, uh, Sam Raimi actually said at the Comic Con panel that this was a sequel to Evil Dead Two because of rights he couldn't do Army of Darkness. But mm-hmm. you'd read that possibly in season two, they're going to bring in concepts from army of yeah. darkness. And there's that one shot in the last episode where she mm-hmm. opens a book and she goes, you're in the book too. Yeah. yeah. And it's the shot from army of darkness. Yeah. And you go,
2: there it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But there's, there's things they do. It's like, like there, there's a, a, like four episode stretch where it's like Ash has lost his hand. He's, he's made a wooden hand for himself Pablo is building a robotic hand for him. There's these, uh, there's all yeah. these like great little details, and it's emotional too. Like yeah. it actually had quite a strong emotional. Well, heart. it was really, really was smart. Well, a written to story, create you know.
0: the Pablo and what was her name again? Uh, Kelly. Kelly. The Pablo yeah. and Kelly characters, because they gave it the emotional resonance that you're never going to get from yeah. Ash. And then you, and then you can't do. Yeah. So it's like, and then Ash has a foil. Yeah. To actually work against, where he has to show. Yeah. A slightly more humane
2: side yes. because he's just Jacksonville, a, is a, is a,
0: Ash is an asshole. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, always yeah. has been, yeah. and I it's, love the
2: way that the the storyline shits on him. It's like whenever he even tries to contemplate being nice, which is a, a backwards version of being yeah. nice, but it still backfires. It's what yeah. he thinks is nice. yeah. and then he always gets proven right for being an asshole. Yeah. Ash,
0: Ash Williams is one of
2: the greatest characters ever yeah. created for cinema. And Bruce Campbell just. And there is nobody
0: who could play him other than
2: Bruce Campbell. Kiss to the stars. Like,
0: if you haven't had a chance to watch just Ash vs. Evil that, Dead, oh. go grab yourself a stand membership if and you're can in Can we Australia. say
2: the balls of Ash vs. the Evil Dead? Oh, the Balls are gigantic. Yeah, it's got
0: huge cojones,
2: man. Yeah. And it
0: gets away with doing stuff where you sit there and go, I cannot believe that this is on Stars television. I, yeah. I yeah. cannot believe yeah. it. Yeah. There's um, a
2: moment in, we, we, I t- we talked about it, where the, it's, it's in episode four or five, I believe. With, they just throw an eight-year-old to, to a fan and the eight-year-old explodes. And it's not even like he's a deadite. He's just
0: an eight-year-old. You know, like, <laughs> it is unbelievable. So if you're in America, um, I believe Starz probably has an app or mm-hmm. you can catch it on reruns. If you're in Australia, every episode is now on yeah. Stan if you can actually get Stan and get a 30 day account for free and mm-hmm. then you can subscribe to it if you want yeah. to, but in 30 days you can binge the whole series. Yeah. You binge it in a day. It's half an um,
2: episode. And don't feel like you need to watch the originals if you haven't no. like, you know, like my brother, for example, hasn't watched the originals. And I, when I, cause I rewatched the pilot like four times. And then one night he ended up watching half of it and then was like, fuck me yeah and watched every one. It you know? helps if you've seen to the point where he was like, "When
0: is Ash coming out? Is Ash out? Is Ash out?" It you know, helps like, if you've seen Evil Dead 2. You don't need Evil Dead yeah. 1 at all. It'll catch up. It helps so, if you need, yeah. if you've seen Evil Dead 2 because there's a couple of in-joke references yeah. like in the last episode, when he sees the corpse in the basement. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, and there's yeah. a little minor flashback. And if you've yeah. seen Evil Dead 2, you kind of go, ah, and, yeah, you, yeah. and you get that wink to camera. So if you've seen Evil Dead 2, you definitely really,
2: should watch the originals anyway. It really helps. Yeah. You don't need to see Evil this Dead is, 1. This e- is evil, and I'm not trying to say like, this is Evil Dead 4 through and through. Yeah. This is 4. And and uh, hopefully, get five next year, in the
3: next
0: season, know? we'll incorporate Army of Darkness as well. and we'll have all sorts of fun. Yeah. The fact that we've ended the way we've ended feels like we're heading into Army of Darkness territory anyway. Yeah. So it's getting much bigger. Let's just put it that way. So it's bigger than it has been. Yeah. But it is well worth having a look at. Go out, catch it, watch it. But dudes, we've got to talk about Star Wars.
2: i got to pee, so I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: we're back. So, was it fun, Dave? <laughs> it was. I couldn't talk about Star Wars.
2: <laughs> Hundreds right.
1: of... Hundreds and hundreds of people know that you peed. Uh, Guess
2: what? We all pee. We all do pee. Oh, do we? Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mutant! 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 All right. uh, So.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. This is how the Sentinel program started. (laughs) Okay. So before we go
0: any further, gentlemen, we have one quick announcement and then we are going to do Star Wars. The reason why we're putting the announcement in here now is because we are going to have some people who leave
1: us. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. I need just like a... Quick reaction from you on Jessica Jones.
0: Oh, Jessica. (gasps) Jessica
1: Jones. Because it's your favorite comic book. Yeah, it's my
0: favorite comic. Dave is running out of the room because he hasn't finished watching it yet. But I'm just going to say that I thought it was fucking unbelievable. Uh, I thought this was a really at the same time as being incredibly faithful adaptation of Jessica Jones, being its own thing altogether. And I thought that was really beautiful because I thought what they effectively did was did the last arc mm-hmm. of Jessica Jones, but made it the main arc of the series. Getting rid of, basically trimming out all the fat and making it a really human character. I just thought, I, I thought Kristen Ritter was amazing. I thought she was probably the best Jessica Jones I could have asked for, and I thought David Tennant was just sensational.
1: David Tennant knocked it out of the park. And just sweet Christmas, I am excited for and Luke Cage. If, that's, <laughs> if that
0: is at all any uh, indication or ad for the new Luke Cage series coming up, mm-hmm. I am so in. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> um, all I can say is bring it on, uh, because so far, the Netflix and uh, Marvel collaboration has it's, been, it's fantastic. Has been perfect.
1: I was looking at an article the other day that was talking about here's five more properties that would fit Netflix really well. Mm. One of them was She-Hulk, and I was like, Oh, oh hey. yeah. But the other thing about
0: I mean I, I will I will put money down right now to say I bet that after season two of Daredevil airs, yeah, there'll be a standalone Punisher series. Probably will. Yeah, yeah. because I think this is the test run for Punisher to make sure that we can make a Punisher work. Mm-hmm. The casting of the guy from Walking it's Dead perfect as a Shane from Walking Dead is mm-hmm. perfect and you just look at it and go this is the Punisher that I think I'd, we've been wanting actually
1: there, well, I'm going to say there's a bar to get over there because I have a huge soft spot for Thomas Jane I, I, he, I do too but, but, he, but was, he was great
0: Thomas Jane was great but if you look at comic book Punisher oh yeah yeah I, I, Shane looks like comic book he Punisher he does you know? he's got the look I, absolutely. I can't remember the actor's name I'm sorry uh, John Lohan John Barenthal
2: Barenthal from Wolf of Wall Street
0: I've seen Wolf of Wall Street I still haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) I will get to it. I will get to it. It's all
2: about how like sex and drugs is fucking awesome and how money is just awesome Sounds like now, that, now, now that we've
1: teased it, 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 it shows like the life that you'd love to
2: have uh, <laughs> no it's just <laughs> now,
1: right. now that we've teased the audience on and you've got it's one like more announcement alright one more goes. quick
0: announcement and then we're gonna get into Star mm-hmm. Wars uh, and this is this is kind of bittersweet um, so well i bittersweet bitter maybe I don't know anyway this is so for those who uh, who have not seen the Force book of love those,
2: <laughs> is long bear with me Dave <laughs> 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 because this is uh,
0: this is uh, uh, we are gonna go into a spoiler riddled review of force Mm -hmm. awakens there's no spoiler section we're just going all balls to the wall Mm -hmm. just go for it those who haven't seen force awakens will be tuning out so um, and then you're going to come back and listen to it hopefully afterwards Mm -hmm. but uh this is going to be the last episode of geek actually um Mm -hmm. and this is actually the last episode of the geek actually network what um no what no (laughs) (laughs) um It is, it, is, uh, it is bittersweet. And, I do, and, I, and uh, the reason why I say it's bittersweet is because we are coming back. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt that I will be back on the air. I can't not podcast. Yeah. I just love podcasting. So I will be back. The thing is, after seven years on the Geek Action Network, after seven years of doing this, it's, it's never or it's not quite sitting well as to how it's working. Mm. And uh, we've had lots of stops and lots of starts, and you know, this and that next thing. And I just need to stop and think about what is the game plan for the new arc of what we're going to do. And we will come back rebranded, mm-hmm. so it won't be Geek Actually anymore. Uh, Superfeed, none of that, it's all gonna go away. And we'll be coming back probably with only one show to start with. Mm-hmm. It's now Geek Actually will still be there, all the past episodes will still be there, and Geek Actually will still play host i to Nerd Corner, and possibly another show coming up, which Mm -hmm. are third-party shows. It's just I won't be producing anything for Geek Actually. So, but Geek Actually will still stand at the moment as your signpost for anything that's coming up. Our competitions that are going to come up, we've got those coming out, and also any news about where we're going or what we're doing or what websites we're going to be on and so forth will be there and our Facebook page. So please stand by. But for about two or three months, we're just going to take some time off Mm -hmm. while we rethink the network while we yep. rethink what we're doing what sort of shows we mm-hmm. want to do and Dave and I already kind of been talking yeah we got a lot of plans like spitballing um, an idea for yeah. a show that could be quite exciting if mm-hmm. we can make it work yeah so this is all coming up so just bear with us we're going to take some time off all of us mm-hmm. just so we can sit and plan and try and figure out what's like it's kind of like a band you know how they take years where they go yeah this year we're just writing yeah you know, we'll tour again next year right so basically the announcement is that as of this show, so you're going to hear this show. None of the existing shows that pro- are produced by Geek Actually, Geek Actually, Behind the Panels, any of those shows are coming back. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all laid to rest, yeah. basically. Um, and when we could do come back, it'll be something completely new and unique mm. okay so bear with us and it is bittersweet because i know some people are real big fans out there mm. jeff i'm really sorry <laughs> you still have lots of back catalog yeah, to yeah. get through
1: and i feel for you all because you know like i've become completely addicted to podcasting Thanks, <laughs> <of> these guys
0: <laughs> i know it's a bit rough isn't it you just finally come on board and we go ah nah it's
2: yeah. done <laughs> well it's a, it's a tricky thing though too because the back catalog is sort of weighing down
0: the back catalog is weighing you know, down what uh, we're doing in the future
2: that's the, the problem like, like host shifts, like um, yeah, like episode numbering shifts. Like, so let's drive home the point:
0: you know,
1: we are doing things in the future. We are yeah. doing something yeah. in the future.
0: Yes, please don't think we are quitting podcast. We'll be back like really soon. And three no. months is yeah. two or three months is going to go by. You don't think that <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least Saturday we're gaming, aren't we? I believe we are. <laughs> oh yeah, I,
2: I only was just told about that before, but that's all. Uh, well, I like it, because, because I've, I've only been told about. Yeah. It. We've been talking about yeah. it on
1: Facebook. I've tagged him like four times. So maybe we should just record the X-Wing session that'll be a (laughs) lot
0: and you know things may come up where we go oh shit we just gotta talk about this and we just throw something down really quickly but it won't be officially Geek Actually or anything like that who knows as I say we don't know the future is not Mm -hmm. written yet as to quote Doc Brown okay so uh, at this point though this will be the last episode Mm -hmm. for a while but with that bittersweet little note taken let's talk about The Force Awakens because this has got to be one of the
3: biggest releases of the
0: last few years and I think what we'll do we'll just start very quickly with hey where's my trailer gone we'll start with the trailer and then we'll come back and talk who are you
3: I'm no one
1: Thank you.
0: So good.
2: All right. <laughs> so bizarre watching that after seeing the movie. Now that you've actually yeah. seen the movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, d- Dave- i yeah, watched that like a thousand times, actually. Can you
0: read us the IMDb synopsis,
2: please? <laughs> Three decades after the defeat of the Galactic Empire. <laughs> Three decades after the defeat of the Galactic Empire, a new threat arises. The First Order attempts to rule the galaxy, and only a ragtag group of heroes can stop them, along with the help of the Resistance.
0: Directed by J.J. Abrams and written by (laughs) Lawrence Kasdan and J.J. Abrams, based on characters by George Lucas. Mm -hmm. And a story by uh, Arndt. Michael Arndt. Michael Arndt. Uh, Starring Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, uh, Harrison Ford, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) BB-8, Kerry Fisher, uh, Adam Driver, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) He's top build, dude. It's he's true. top build. If you actually look at the poster, Adam, Adam it actually Driver? says <laughs> no. Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Man, and the rest. <laughs> it's been Mark Hamill's
1: yeah. year. Uh, like He came back as yeah. Trickster. He came back as Luke.
0: And he wasn't he good as Trickster. He was fantastic. He's yeah. brilliant. Yeah.
1: Lupita Nyong'o.
0: Yes.
2: He's uh, always been a
1: fun actor. Andy Circus.
2: Not Kenny Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny <laughs> Baker is back as an mostly Peter Mayhew, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> sitting down. Peter Mayhew,
0: Anthony <laughs> <laughs> and his red arm, sir Hansel. <laughs> um, all that being ice, said, it. this was probably the most hotly anticipated film of all time since Let's say it. the Let's sale say it. of Lucasfilm to Disney. Mm-hmm. And basically, as soon as that was that Lucasfilm sale took place, we all went, "What happens now?" When it got announced that J.J. Abrams was taking the reins, we got excited. When it was announced that Lawrence Kasdan had come back to help him write the script, we got more excited. When we found out the original cast was coming back, we got even more excited. Mm. And then that teaser hit one year ago, Mm. and we all lost our fucking minds. Yes. Um, (laughs) There's video of that. There's video of us uh, (laughs) watching that, which is something like 53,000 views. Um, After all of that, Dave, Mm Mm-hmm. Did it live up to it? It was all right.
3: (laughs) 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 Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) You son of a bitch.
0: I actually made jokes with my wife before the recording of this show that I said, this show will really be us winding Dave up, putting him in a chair and going, Mr. Dave Longo. And then just for the rest of the show, just going, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 the
2: thing is Seven now there's, there's an expectation now because I've been talking about this movie nonstop for like three weeks. Excellent. And
0: I, that was good warm up asked, for this. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. What no, I just really want to know what, I mean, oh, I, we all know, I mean, I think it, look, by now it was, seven viewings, you know, we know you liked
2: it. It was magnificent in my opinion. Yep. Like, uh, the more times I watch it, the more that I like it actually. Like, um, I don't even know where to begin. Where do you begin? Well, let me begin then. Yeah. I'm going to say that this uh, was, I, I just thought it was near perfection. Like really, I really did. And like, um, you know there was some there were some nitpicks that I had and there were some conversations about problems with it. You know, a lot of discussion about its issues. You know, um, but I don't know. I sort of walked into it with an expectation of like this is probably one of the hardest. Now nah, I'm going to go on, aren't I? You know, like this is one of the hardest film things to do, right? Like, it, how do you how do you do this? You know, you're you're tasked with you know making episode seven. Mm. Like,
0: how do you do it? Well, J.J. Abrams himself asked that question. Yeah. When Kathleen Turner, oh, Kathleen Turner, when Kathleen Kennedy, <laughs> <laughs> when Kathleen Kennedy yeah. approached him and said, We want you to do Star Wars, he said, No.
2: Mm.
0: He said, It sounds like a great idea yeah. and everything else, but he didn't want
2: to do it. Yeah. To me, if this movie had been average, it would still, it still would have been great. Absolutely. But it's, it's beyond average. I, it's went in, I went
0: into this film apprehensive. Let's put it that way. We had a prequel trilogy that yeah. I don't hate. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there who have a lot of hate for yeah, it. Neither, I don't hate do I. it, <laughs> yeah. um, but it wasn't Star Wars. It wasn't my Star Wars. You know yeah. what I mean. And so I, you're apprehensive when you sit there and go, "Can you really do it again? Mm-hmm. Maybe you can't. Maybe the Star Wars trilogy is what it is, and you just leave it alone. And anything else Star Wars related around it is peripheral. Yeah. You know, can you make an episode seven in your? in you know, can you do it again? Mm. And I think J.J. Abrams did something that is, you're right, near impossible. Yeah. Which is he he met fan on the most part, met fan expectation. Mm-hmm. He basically did everything right from the beginning. Yeah. He kept the plot under wraps. He released just enough information to make people really excited. Mm. The idea is that he was shooting on film. Yeah. He wanted to make it practical. He wanted to And that's not to say that there isn't any CG in it. We have at least it's two major CG characters. characters. For sure. You know, yeah. we have we have CG all over the place, but <laughs> The feeling of it is very tactile. Mm-hmm. And he managed to pull off uh, the feeling of making a film that feels like a worthy successor to Star Wars. Yeah. It's still not Star Wars, it's still never, it's never gonna be that original trilogy, no. yeah. but it is a worthy successor mm. to Star Wars. You sit there and look at it and go, These are returning characters that yeah. we knew and loved. Are they the same? No. Thirty yeah. years has gone by. Doesn't think that's right. You know,
2: there's actually something that, uh, that I've, I've been thinking about the film too because the Abrams uh, has been doing a lot of interviews where he's been asked like, "What's his favorite movie? The original trilogy, blah blah. Yeah. blah what does he like about Star Wars, etc. Cetera, etc.?" Cetera. And he he had this sort of he did this he does this review of A New Hope, which I'm basically going to use to review The Force Awakens sure. because it's like he says that you know it's when you look at the original Star Wars movie, it, it's mind-boggling how much George Lucas got right. That's what he's been saying. He's like, the, each one of the elements of that movie alone would have been remarkable. But the fact that he got all of these things right, you know, the costume design got so right, the, the practical effects got so right, the design, the look, the music, the casting, everything. He, every single thing that goes into filmmaking was not only done right, but done exceptional you know, the editing. Well, you and know, and, then, and that's the kind of, that, that's how I'm going to review force awakens is that like all these little elements into it are way better than anything we've been getting normally. So to complain about, to, compl- it's like, this is the problem is like to complain about one of the greatest gifts to cinema in a long time just feels wrong. It feels wrong to me. It's like, yeah, I can nitpick some, some bull crap about the force awakens, but holy shit. Like the amount of iconography and, and absolute like, incredible crap that we were given Hmm. is mind boggling. Yeah. It's a two hour film people. It's a two hour movie, but yet we are given like at least two dozen iconic costume designs instantly. Yeah. You know, we're given enormous amounts of practical effects, amazingly well put together and shot and beautifully orchestrated action sequences. I- incredibly identifiable, emotionally driven, dramatic characters
1: no, that, are, that are for the history books. There's that- more to it than that, though. It, like all those things are, are great technical elements, but, no, it, no, but the, it's, it's got heart. That's 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 what I said. Emotionally driven. Really, well, like yeah. it's
2: emotionally driven. It's that the characters exist from heart first. Yeah. That that with all these amazing things that you get, the focus is not even on them. It's on the characters.
1: They're just bonus. You that's know, right.
2: You know, and everything else is bonus. And it's like the. Ah, it's just ah, it's so incredible. I I wish people would think about it a little bit more too when when they complain about it, you know.
1: Yeah, but let's not let's not address the complaints at this
0: point because really, realistically, let's talk about what we feel about it. Mm. I don't really care about the complaints. I'm actually saying to you before the show, I've gotten to a point. When I first saw it, yes, you look at Facebook and you look at articles and Mm. you start seeing what other people are writing about it. I've stopped.
3: Other people. The thing is, I've stopped looking at at
0: all of their gripes, complaints, what have you. You know, oh, Ray's overpowered. Mm. Oh, this. Oh, that. Do you know what? How did the film make you feel? How did, how, how were you in the movie? Not what complaints other people had. I want to know what Jamie Lawrence thought of this film. I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Bingo. And that's the thing. The bottom line is, what did you take out of this film? For Dave and I, this was an incredibly emotional moment. Star Wars means so much to us, as it does to you as well, of Jamie. Of course. Yes, I know. But it means so much that... I mean, I saw Star Wars at optimum age. Mm. I was 10 years old. I was 10 years old in 1977. Mm-hmm. And I sat down in the cinema. I had never seen anything like it, right? I saw it first release, Long Beach Cinema, California, and was mesmerized and 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 hypnotized by this world that had been created. Did I think about the fact that Mark Hamill was a terrible actor in that film? No. Did I think about the fact that there was whiny moments in it? No. Did I think about the fact that there were map box windows around the TIE Fighters? No. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. To me, yeah. this was this magical world where... <laughs> people had laser swords and spaceships yeah. were fighting and and there was a a, a hip hip smuggler who mm-hmm. knew the world around him and he shot first and yeah. he was a rogue and you know and, and I was propelled into this world and it shaped the way I looked at cinema it shaped it was actually that movie where mm-hmm. I turned to my father or well, my stepfather and I said to him I said who is the person who actually makes the decisions to make that film yeah and he said that would be the director and it was 10 years old i said i want to direct films Mm. it was a it was an amazing moment in cinema an amazing moment in my life and i became and i had seen many films before that because i was from a film going family but it shaped the way i look at the world i i I see everything through movies Mm. and movie quotes and i go to the movies constantly and movies are my life and it's all because of this movie, and yeah.
1: I had similar experiences with Return, which yeah. was which was my you know it was my first cinema movie mm. um, as well. So for me, I, it's funny. Like I, I've heard a lot of people talking about how they cried or how it you know it brought them back to childhood or that sort of thing, and there were moments in the film. Definitely, that brought me straight back to childhood, where Ooh. I was like, "This is magical. This is not. This is not something that was made by people. This is something that is beyond the realms of my ken." You know, and it was amazing. Um, but for me, the fact that the film brought that back to me is something mm. that very few films managed to do yeah. now, and it's something that the prequel trilogy couldn't. Absolutely, the prequel trilogy. Definitely. As much as I don't hate, I don't hate the prequel trilogy either. But yeah, you're right. It didn't have that same magic, mm. and. Force Awakens, really for me, it reminded me of when I was a kid and I was looking at things just to look at them and enjoy them. And I actually walked out of the first time I saw it, and people were around I was with people obviously and they they were sort of talking about you know what was good, what was bad, critiquing the bits that Mm -hmm. were annoying. And I I was just like, I actually just want to like this film. Yeah. Yeah. That was the feeling that I had. Was was it was nothing to be concerned about. Yeah, I can see that there were plot holes and flaws and all that stuff, but I wasn't worried about seeing those things. I was worried no, about enjoying Star Wars.
0: Those plot holes and flaws that you might be able to if you dig into it, you can really start digging into mm. any film are irrelevant. Because yeah. the feeling you had when you watched the mm. film was exuberance. Exactly. I got chills mm. when Ray pulled the lightsaber out of the snow. Yeah. I got I got chills when she goes that that's garbage ship yes. explodes and she goes yeah. okay garbage will do and we pan around mm. and there's the Falcon and you the know? Millennium Falcon which we've
2: known <clears throat> as the hot rod of the series is, yeah is, is, it's it's in a garage covered in a tarp yeah like, come on you yeah. know like it's such the only a thing that would you
0: know? have made that seem better the only thing that could have made that seem better is if he said what about that and she goes that's a hunk of junk yeah. that yeah,
1: would have yeah. been the only yeah. thing
0: that makes uh-huh. it better you know <laughs> yeah look
1: for me there was one particular moment in the film where it all kicked in, um, mm-hmm. and and it took quite a while. Like I was I was watching the, the first th- two thirds, three quarters of the film. I was just like, "This is really good. This is good. This is Star Wars. I'm happy to see this." But then there was this one moment where Poe just goes red four, red six, yeah, cover yeah. yeah, me, yeah, yeah. and the trench run starts. And I was yeah. just there, one hundred percent. That was Star Wars, one hundred percent direct sequel from the first one. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, beautiful stuff. Of po-
0: I, Oscar Isaac. This this man yeah. has gone from strength to strength to strength. Yeah. Uh, for Ex Machina, which is one of my favorite films of last year. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then you've got him basically. That for me, the Poe Dameron moment of the film is he's put down on his knees and he goes, "Do you talk first? first Do I, talk, don't talk, 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 yeah. I don't know how this works."
2: <laughs> yeah. I, look, I mean, it's my favorite moment in the movies where he um, <laughs> he's reunited with BB-8. Oh yeah, I, yeah. yeah, your reaction BB-8 to little buddy. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I'm so going. Good. I'm going all out. Like if yeah.
1: I. Poe is like Boba Fett in that every time he's on screen, he says something cool and does something cool and I yeah. love him. But he is literally like, I think he may well be my favorite character yeah. in Star Wars. He's an he absolutely <laughs>
2: perfect Star Wars character. He is so And, uh, and that, that's the thing. It's like that he's pure. He's, he's a great pilot. And he's likable. That's, yeah. that's all he needs to be. That you know, being he's said. He's so character driven. My you know, favorite like,
0: character, I think, in Star Wars to date. And I, I'm this is going on a limb because I'm a big mm-hmm. Darth Vader fan. but Sarco my, Plank. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> is is, is Ray? Because Ray yeah. actually taps into something that is kind of primal with me. Because if mm-hmm. you actually think about it, she is the perfect Star Wars character. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is Luke Skywalker in female form. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But she's also the ultimate comic book character.
1: Yeah, yeah, in she's a lot of ways. Her, with her yeah.
0: superpowers and everything else mm-hmm. developing. And so we've basically got this character who people sit there and go, oh, well, Rey's too overpowered. No. Because at the time, I'm sitting there going, yeah, she just did that. Exactly.
3: Screw
1: The Force Awakens. My favorite character is still Si's noodles
2: Snoodles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Salacious crumb, man. Salacious <laughs> crumb. <laughs> what, 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 I, what I find so interesting about these conversations, the negativity with with Star Wars, what I find really like inc- like crazy about it is that people want to be negative immediately. That's the first thing. And then because like we're all film people, we all read the same websites. We all follow the Not same blogs. Unsubscribe. Probably for a good cause. you know. But like we all read the same thing. So it's really interesting to me when, when I just have conversations with people that are clearly just reading headlines out loud or are clearly just yeah. repeating. That is really you know, odd, isn't it? And yeah. you discovered
1: that. You, this has been a film that really drove that home is really when you hear somebody away. just come in and say clickbait. Yeah. You, know?
2: <laughs> you know, it's like hit whoring in real life. Yeah, it's weird. You know? And it's like, fuck off. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, if you don't like the movie, don't talk about it to me. Like, you you know very well, like, like I well, love that, the movie. That's going
1: a little too far. Like, it is okay to have yeah. criticism, but... Yeah, when, no, of course, you, criticism you, is beautiful. But when like, you're nitpicking <laughs> yeah. when you're nitpicking things like Ray was too powerful, yeah. no, like, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. The, pro- the yeah.
0: problem is, and I see David's point here, it's not criticism. If people want to have an yeah, opposing point of not. view and say, I don't like the film yeah. for these particular
2: reasons, it's that's like, fine. You're an idiot. you don't yeah. get it, that's, fuck you. That's the you know, problem yeah. I have. You're that's just a Star Wars fanboy, that's all. You'll just suck the dick of George Lucas till the end of time. Yeah. Like that that's that's the conversations I have. i had that
1: conversation with you. Yeah.
2: These are real people out there there yeah. and that's the thing Multiple people so, that i know personally so yeah.
0: <clears throat> it's almost the anti it's the it's the hipster element which is basically mm. it's like well it's a huge success now so we have to tear it down
1: yeah, yeah. of course you
0: know yeah. I it look I, I, have, and nothing, I have
2: nothing upsets me more than the ray conversations nothing upsets me more because it's it's always this kind of crap like you know the second that there's an incredibly strong female character she gets taken down by the media by the public it's like it's unbelievable. And yet, if we didn't it's have
0: and yet if we didn't like, have the powerful female character in the first place, we get taken down by media yeah. because then they say it's misogynistic. Of course, you can't yeah. win either you, you way.
2: You know, it's, it's, it's like what what, what did Ray have to do in this movie to be a good female character? Mm. Can I have that answered? I think she did it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Seriously, what did she? What did Ray not do like in this movie that she could have done? Well, I can't answer but I agree with you. I think she. Okay, is, rewind. A great <laughs> yeah. Rewind. Oh, here we go.
1: I think she's a great character. I don't yeah. think that her gender matters. That's exactly
2: right. You know, yeah. like yeah. exactly. Um
1: I think I think that that's the key that yeah. the media you know frequently refuses to play on yeah. or or accept is and that also, if you, you you're write a great little characters, girl it doesn't going to matter. this movie,
2: if you're a little girl going to the Star Wars, mm-hmm. you've got your hero. It's gonna rock. Well, I've got to say,
1: having went having gone to Star Wars with my five year old daughter, yeah. um, she we I asked her what she thought of the film afterwards. She was like, I didn't like it. I was like, except the parts with Ray. Yeah, oh, that's, that's cool! Yeah. yeah, that's awesome.
2: <laughs> I don't know. In a movie where BB-8 exists, it's like, how do you? <laughs> how do you... Where's your tattoo, man? I'm waiting for the tattoo. Uh, it's coming. I'm that, it. that was yeah,
1: that was worry. my son's favorite. Was, was BB-8? Yeah, because um, BB-8's
2: magical. He's he is really cool. Magical. Every time he's on screen, it's it's incredible.
1: He's, like, he's almost like a streamlined yeah. version of R2, not just yeah. in design, but in actual yeah. his attitude there was, and behavior. There
2: was, there was a, a comment that I, I, I listened to an interview with Daisy Ridley and like it, it almost made me cry because of thinking about what she said in a, in a way. Like, um, she said that there that, that was one of those stupid interviews where you get like you know five questions and then you go and answer yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And one of them was like, what was the, your least favorite thing of working on Force Awakens? And she was like, it was whenever we, BB-8 wasn't being puppeteered. It was like, he was just left mm-hmm. on the side of the stage, like rolled over. And it was like, he, his soul wasn't there. He was just wow. dead, you know? um, And the kind of thing is like the, that's cause he's real. Mm. He's real. Like, you know, like he's, he's at, he's puppeteered. He's just two circles, but he's filled with so much character and emotion. And, and it's incredible. It's yeah. incredible. It yeah. made me kind of tear up a little bit because, you know he he exists because of the magic of movies. Mm. Puppeteering is pretty you know. cool, and which is why I love so much when Poe says "BB-8, little buddy," because it's yeah, like, yeah. it's cool. Real. He is, he's, and the like, treating a droid, of a droid you know, like
1: a real person yeah, is great you know, to see. Yeah. yeah, can we play a little game here? Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a couple of scenes from Force Awakens, just mm-hmm. just a quick description. I just want you get reactions, like what you what you felt. Sure. Okay. Okay. So let's let's say opening with the massacre on Jakku. Loved it. Yeah,
0: I thought it was uh, it was like Spielberg
1: Star Wars. Yeah, I thought it was a really really interesting
0: way to open a film because it actually gave us a lot of uh, moral compass to aim for. So basically, mm-hmm. we basically went: these are the bad guys. We immediately identify with these yeah. and say, and then we also instantly set up uh, Kylo Ren mm-hmm. in uh, in basically one scene. Yeah, we basically he's new Darth Vader. Yeah. Got it. Awesome. You know, um, we also established also, po- we also I- established Poe yeah. Dameron's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that that smart ass. Do you go first? Do I go first? All in that first scene. We, is we just
2: they rated mm-hmm. a lost Ark
1: did. Yeah, they yeah. certainly did.
2: Yeah, and, and it, it, a lot of people have been saying it feels like Spielberg's Star Wars, and I kind I kind of like that. I, I like but that then again, I
0: would actually yeah. argue that J.J. Abrams is the closest thing we've got to Spielberg. Yeah, exactly. As a new as a yeah. new producer, yeah. as a new director. To me, so. to me,
2: what I thought was so cool was like because I was I was kind of. When I said episode seven at the beginning, it was just, oh, it was, um, it was an unbelievable moment, you know, and particularly the way that we saw it in this midnight extravaganza with all with these Scott. costumes and <laughs> there. Yeah. But I mean, like how many people were there? It was so huge, huge fact, yeah, You know, um, and some dickhead stole the BB-8 statue. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. We saw it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we did tell, we did Dobb, mm. you know, but, um.
0: I hope he gets caught.
2: But you know, like <laughs> we, we had, we had like we had like fifteen rounds of applause. Yeah. in our cinema, yeah, a few yeah, of them. And the cheers. By me. And the thing is, <laughs> yeah. you can
0: you can feel how tangible yeah. the energy was. It oh, it's a wonderful when, energy. Going. When, yeah. when 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 uh, anything would happen. When when Finn fired the lightsaber for the first time. When mm. Rey pulls the lightsaber out of the snow. Yeah. When when Kylo Ren pulls his helmet off for the first time. When Rey uses her powers. Ben. To ch- Ben, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ben, when 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 uh, Han and and Chewie enter the uh, Falcon for the first time, yeah. the audience would cheer. The yeah, audience yeah. Was, was
2: like- we, yeah. had, we had cheers for everything. Yeah, yeah they were like, just like, yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> right at, the, at the end of that Jakku battle where the Millennium Falcon flies off. Mm-hmm. It's like- Oh, they all
0: shoot when he, there's yeah. that one shot in particular which showed Jakku pulling away in the distance and the Falcon shooting. That's what I'm talking about. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everybody yeah. lost yeah, their shit. They were like,
2: that was unbelievable. That, the, the Falcon sequence. All all right. Falcon yeah, yeah, the Falcon but, but is but the opening. I, I just wanted to say, bring up that story. We got a bit yep. sidetracked, but the whole when it said Luke Skywalker has vanished exclamation mark I was like, oh my god. But the the title crawl was poetry. It was, yeah. great, it was it? so well written for a Star Wars. Um, Perfectly set the mood. Perfect. That that's where I was like, okay, great, we're, we're in. We're, we're in. I because, because they understood Star Wars fundamentally from that from one that of your moment, criteria. You know?
0: Because Dave actually had a certain collection of criteria. I can't remember what they all were, mm. but I'm sure as we talk about it, they'll start coming back yeah. to me. But one of your fundamental criteria was it has to say Episode yeah. Seven at the beginning. Yeah. Of course, so it does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, also, wipes transitions transitions yeah. and wipes. Uh, right. uh, you, you just have to do them. Can
0: I talk about the yeah. editing very quickly? We'll come of back. Of course. We'll come yeah. Um. You were actually we were talking about George Lucas uh, earlier mm-hmm. in the piece, and Dave found this article which he put on facebook and I applaud you for this article, mm-hmm. which was basically talking about George Lucas and being the visionary that he was and and for all the hatred that people pile on george lucas let 's go back and remember what he actually did with the first Star Wars and THX Moment 3 mm-hmm. and American Graffiti. The man had a singular vision. And yes, he's tarnished that vision with the prequel trilogy and stuff like that in, in people's eyes, but let's remember what he did achieve. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Go back and find that article, read it it's well worth having a look at. Yeah. But the point I wanted to talk about when you were talking about... It's the- called
2: We Should Stop Shitting on a Genius. That That's right. if you If you want to Google it. Find, yeah. that, find that article yeah. and read
0: it. But you were talking about before about how the... the, the, the uh, being the, the sum of its parts, basically, when you were talking about the feeling of the first mm. Star Wars. And one of the things you mentioned was editing. Let's not forget that George Lucas, there was actually a wonderful article written uh, many, many years ago when they were talking about the making of Star Wars. And he said that when he was making the first Star Wars film in 76, um, he hired one of the best editors in the business Mm -hmm. at the time to be his editor for the film. And as they're shooting the film, he would be seeing the film being cut as he's going. And a few days into the shoot, he actually confronted the editor and basically said, what are you doing to my film? And the editor had cut together sequences and they were probably very well cut together and lucas himself said
2: traditional he
0: said it was incredibly traditional cutting and he said it would it looked great and it looked like a traditional film but that's not the vision he had and he immediately fired the editor and hired his wife Mm -hmm. and himself and the two of them are responsible for the, the wipes and the unique cutting style that was star wars and once again it's that unique vision that he couldn't get across to anybody else. He had to and end up editing the film with his wife mm. because it wasn't cut like a standard film. It was cut in a really unique way. Yeah. And The Force Awakens beautifully matches that at the same time as being something different again yeah. because it's cut like a J.J. It's, Abrams um, film. It's a lot faster
2: paced. It's, and it's the old and the new.
0: It's the old and the new mixed together. So you'll have this beautifully cut together J.J. Abrams sequence and then punctuate it with a wipe. Yeah, you know, and you just then go, oh, it's just genius. And some clever you
1: know? wipes too. Yeah, like that's they use beautiful. Practical. Material. All right, here we go. Moment number two. Yep, Finn and yeah, pose escape. Finn and Pose escape. Oh, yeah. I love Finn and pose yeah. escape. I thought, I thought the
0: idea of having the the Tie Fighter tethered was brilliant, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. and the uh, the uh, handling of. The 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 chaos of that scene with yeah. that TIE fighter tethered just taking pot shots at everything around, including yeah, yeah. the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Was I mean, that's just, where
2: you that's where you get a Wilhelm. Yes, then the yeah, one yeah. Wilhelm scream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I oh man, I don't know. Like I, I love it. I, there's not much I don't like in this movie. To be yeah. a, no, of course not. not. But also um, I really but, do For me the highlight of that sequence is um is why are you doing this? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it's the good, it's the it's right, right thing, thing to do. do. It's like, yeah. you just need a part, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's yes. great. You know? like, um, I love what he says.
0: Stay calm, stay calm. He goes, yeah. I am calm. He goes, no, I'm talking to myself. Yeah. This, 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 this actually, <laughs> this actually
2: <laughs> brings brings me up to something that I, I do want to talk about with this movie is that, like, there's the marketing and the build up and all the stuff that we learn about the movie before we watch it. So we walk into it kind of knowing all this stuff already, but... To, Divorce yourself from that and it's mind blowing. Like the idea of like a stormtrooper who has to break apart from the the first order after, mm. you know, that's something unseen in Star Wars. And yeah. that's a remarkable storyline to tell, to team up with a rebellion pilot and to have them escape in, in kind of like a, I'm Luke Skywalker and I'm here to rescue you, pull off the helmet moment. Like it's incredibly clever, you know, Ooh. like there's so many things in that scene, in that sequence alone that is remarkable. There's like force perspective models used instead of green screen. You know, there's, um, there's TIE fighter loading bays yeah, and yeah. this is all world building stuff that, yeah, 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 it looks cool and it's really great design and it's an amazing stage, but, the characters are still the forefront of it, just running past it And I think that all. that's Abram's but strength as well. Is yeah. it,
0: He could have gotten completely carried away with the technicals out, as yeah. George Lucas did in the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And forget about the heart of the film, which but is the, the characters. Is but the thing is the technicals, technicals to, are important though. They? And they are, and they yeah. are incredibly important. And he managed to mix mm. what is an incredibly technically proficient film Yeah. But also managed to keep performances, and I mean, let's face it, a lot of this comes down to his casting. Yeah, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, and and Oscar Isaac were genius choices of casting. They're yeah. all great. Aren't They're they? all perfect. There is there isn't the only, and I know this goes slightly against what you guys were talking about before we actually started recording. The only person who I felt didn't quite nail it and I liked him and I thought he was very good, but I don't think he quite nailed it. And I want to see what he does in the next film was Hux because I just Mm. felt, I just felt that Hux felt like a character. He didn't feel real. Right. He Mm. felt like he was delivering speeches and this and that. Mm. And part of that is uh, the actor, Donald Gleason. I don't, he's never played a role like that before. And I think, I think he was a little bit, probably a little bit out of his Mm. depth, but He'll grow.
2: Yeah, this this is the thing as you know? well, that there there is a there is sort of an element to the conversation around the movie that's a little bit disheartening is is like how quickly everybody wants the answers now. How well, this has to be complete now. Can I and, remind everybody and when they don't have the answer, it's 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 the movie's fault. Yeah, can I remind everybody you
0: know, um, in 1977, 1980, hmm. uh, both those years, we had to then wait three three
1: yeah. years yeah, for the yeah. next Star Wars I am your film. father. We'll talk about that in a few years. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, that in a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's frozen. And that, and that
0: was yeah. the joy of it was that anticipation.
1: Yeah, And one absolutely. of the things I
0: was saying to Dave, uh, we were having coffee before recording this show. We've been talking on this show a lot about trailers. And we've been talking mm-hmm. about the fact that trailers give too much away and so forth. And I was saying to Dave, there is a possibility, and I'm not locking myself into this, but there is a possibility that it's not the trailers that are giving too much away. It's the fact that we know everything about the film before it comes out, and then we yeah. see a trailer. And it's like, eh. And we go, we see a trailer, and we say, oh, well, that happens here, that's the mm. end, that's that's the whole yeah. film laid out. And because we already like, know the yeah. plot. We already know Sometimes. every little... Sometimes. But think about, think about 1977 all the way through to the early 90s. Well... Yeah, the early nineties. I say, I guess we could go there. We get a trailer, and that's it. Yeah,
1: we get yeah. a trailer. That's right,
0: and that's all. That's the only point of reference we have yeah. for a movie, and, and we go, an we want to in, see in a, that in a
1: Starlog magazine. Like, I know? really, yeah, I really enjoyed it back then. You
0: yeah. know, and you sit there and go, yeah. and so there is a point where I sit there and go, well, maybe the moratorium shouldn't be on trailers. Maybe the moratorium, be maybe the moratorium should be stop reading all the bullshit junk out there. Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. You know, yeah. that is going is around. Becoming
2: it. really bad. The internet for film. has is film, destroying. I, it. I don't want to say a blanket thing about the. The internet, but no, the like, internet's great. But, Don't get me wrong; but it's the, great. The film sites, and because like for me, I read all the film stuff. I still do, you know. I, I and and it's a quick Google search to find out what the most visited film sites yeah. are. So it's not like it's like, of course, how do I know which is the one that are most is most influential? Blah blah, blah. you know. Like, but the thing is, I I've grown up. I've been through a, a university where I've I've read and you know studied serious film hmm. ac- academia. And it's all a fucking toss in a pond on the internet now. It's just angry bloggers with a yeah. with a vengeance. Like there's no in, there's no intelligent and conversation if it's not, and about if it's not film angry, And if they're not
0: angry, that's yeah. fine. But all it is is they're trying to incite hits. Yeah. So it all comes down to click. That's right.
2: Yeah. But the, it's all it's all social based now. It's all it's very personal. Mm. The film stuff. There's no objectivity. There's no. There's no analysis made. Like in all the Star Wars stuff, it's like people just want to be, who the fuck is Ray's father? Yeah. Like that's it. It's like maybe if you just knew a little bit about how to read and analyze a film, you could find several bits to discuss. Yeah. You know like like stop like trying to get a, a, an an article upped, you know, like ooh, in hits.
1: Ooh. That would be nice. You know, but yeah, yeah, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah, it's soon. just it, it's so it's
2: yeah. so bizarre because like the, to me like what it's really developed the, into is now that people are accustomed to reading all of this stuff, so they're accustomed to be negative first.
0: The fun is now for the next year, talking about oh, who do you think the father is and mm-hmm. who you, yeah. and, and what's this going to lead to, and we have these discussions, mm. which is like. Is Darth Vader really his father? Was he just saying it? Or is there really motivation of behind that? Yeah. He could have just been saying it to, to put him yeah. off his game, or who knows? And it's like
2: just, and then, it's getting it, to a, such a stage where it's like people just need to maybe think. Put it this way,
0: as an example. Luke, I am your father. Sorry for spoilers on a 30-year-old movie. <laughs> Luke, I <laughs> Luke, I am your father had amazing impact. But what mm. we often forget is Yoda saying your father he is mm-hmm. had just as much impact. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was 3 years later
1: we got mm. that line. That's yeah. right. You know. That's a There's and just just a side track, That's one of the things that I really had no problem with was Snoke and uh, Leia both on the spot, just saying, yeah, he's our son, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, it, yeah, that
2: it wasn't even a deal.
1: Yeah, it, it wasn't a big deal. Well, you know, obviously it's a deal, but it's not. But, a, but for them, the reveal is not a big deal because there is still so many mysteries left in the story, yeah, yeah. Um, including parentage. Mm-hmm. Right, next next moment, yes, please. Um, Ray meets BB Eight. Probably the most magical moment in the film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, uh, Actually, can I just, I, I'm gonna step that one step back and say the most magical moment in that film for me. Yeah was actually the scene just before that mm-hmm. because the most magical moment in that film for me is she's sitting there at the foot of the walker, which is her house. Yeah, that's cool. Eating her dinner and she puts that helmet on yeah. and she's chewing and she's looking around with that helmet on. And you sit and go, I'm yeah. in love with this character. Yeah. I've just suddenly mm-hmm. fallen in love with this character yeah. in that one moment, mm-hmm. you know? And then BBH. For me, she, there's she, a she tiny
2: moment up. with her that I fell in love with. It's the... Um, it's it's when Han Solo gives her the blaster and it's like, um
0: you know how to use, yeah, this. And,
2: and she's like, yes, and it's like that's why I gave it to you. And then Han walks off screen, and she does this smile, like it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. almost like they you're offering me a job, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. No, but she's like, she scrunches her eyes, yeah. like it's like it's like it. I don't know. It's I like,
1: love the walkers, like all the AT-ATs and ATSTs and all that. That's my jam when yeah. it comes to Star Wars. So mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that she was living inside living Black. inside yeah, one, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was
2: very yeah, cool. Yeah. But Ray, Ray meets me. Everything. I, I love that <laughs> scene. That, that's just Tito. <laughs> you know, it's like it's great it's like, I love like the that's, that, that's I love the whole life it's like yeah and I you know, love the fact that yeah.
0: she, there is absolutely no question yeah. that Ray just speaks all these languages you know yeah. Yeah. once again it's yeah. just and this the, this everybody sits there and, yeah. and goes oh she's too powerful no she is incredibly force powerful yeah. she just doesn't know it yeah. and I think, it's I think entertainingly I'll later,
1: later when, uh, when Finn doesn't speak languages yeah. that's <laughs> right I love yeah. the
0: fact that BBA starts to whistle and she just knows exactly what he's saying look like okay
1: but again, it's one of those moments where a droid really. is treated like a
0: person. Yeah. Because yeah. let's you know. not forget, even Luke doesn't understand R2. He's got yeah. a translator on the screen mm-hmm. of his X-Wing. Yeah. So he doesn't understand. She it's, understands droid. That's right. It's just
2: interesting to me how, how people seem to have su- such little imagination with Ray when they, when they think about Rey. Because it's like, she's 25 years old mm. and she's lived alone on this planet.
0: I know all about waiting. Yeah, savaging rubbish. You
2: you don't have enough of an imagination to be like. Maybe she just learned how to pilot something. Well, maybe she just learned all about how to how to use guns. Maybe you know, maybe she scavenged let's also, that many let's also, ships that she learned how to build well, things so no, she knew what yeah. she was... Sca- let's like, also, let's also she had enough remember, time to write down every do, day on a wall in a line yeah, and build and little dolls. Like like. She's, let's not
0: forget know, like, as well, we, we also have she, 25 years... What have you learned in the
2: last 25 well, years? Well, not just that. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Think
0: about the film. The film actually gives you hints as to why she would know this stuff. Mm-hmm. We know from her vision... Mm-hmm. And it's it's one shot, but we know from her vision that she was put into the custody of the junkyard dealer. That's yeah, right. Yeah. We see her hand going into his hand. Come along, right? little girl. So she has been living in the custody of that junkyard mm. dealer. So therefore she would have been playing yeah. with the junk. She would fixing have been trained ships. exactly
2: like That's how right. Anakin was. Exactly.
0: Yep. You know? And she'd sit there and go, This has been her life. Mm.
2: And she, instead of Watto just like treating him like a slave, it would have been she would have been told all these stories about the Jedi's like they were like um, like there bedtime fairy, stories, bedtime stories, yeah, like fairy tale stories, and the kind of thing is like questions like, "Oh, how does Ray know how to do the Jedi mind trick?" Like they're all of a sudden answered by like a bedtime story she That's was right. told. You know, like just have a think. About as
0: soon it. as as soon as she is told it's real, it was all real. Yeah, all those bedtime stories that she's been told because we know they've been told because she said I thought they were a myth. Yeah, so we can stop. We can piece it together that yeah. she's been told all of this stuff. Suddenly goes, oh, all of that stuff might have been
1: real and therefore why don't I try it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Next big moment, Guavian Death Gang and Kanji Club. <laughs> <laughs> you mean yeah. the cast okay. of The Raid too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's- <laughs> Yeah,
2: that, yeah, that that to me was such a good scene. It was such a western scene. I too. loved
1: seeing Han Solo actually be a smuggler. Yeah, yes. he, he never does. Never no. once in the yeah, original yeah, trilogy yeah, yeah, he yeah, actually yeah. smuggle everything yeah, apart and, from people. And he's basi-
2: <laughs> he's ba- he's basically smuggling like the hardest grade drugs known to man. Because in Star Wars, they can't have him like smuggle heroin. Yeah. or spice. So he's smuggling. So he, he smuggles Death monsters. But, but they're clearly <laughs> they're clearly doing like this is the hardest shit to smuggle. You know, right. like it's yeah. like, it's, <laughs> so she, you know, says, how yeah. did you get the menu? He goes, I had a bigger curve.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> so that, that's, that to me is like a highlight of like the, like, like of the, the, the story Because it introduces Han Solo In such a great it way It also establishes it? This
0: long 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 relationship He's had yeah. with
2: Chewie Yeah
1: With,
0: with them saying yeah. You've done this You've done that And Chewie's in the background Going mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah
1: Chewie <laughs> and in this Chewie in this movie Is the best Chewie Yeah <laughs> Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, almost like full stop <laughs> yeah. I mean no, like, I, like I, I disagree
2: I think the best Chewie Is when it's um, Freepio on his
1: back That That's also really good But no I, I just love this Like at one point Somebody says something To him He's just like
2: oh. <laughs> 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 Shrugs oh, yeah. you yeah, yeah, yeah. you're
1: brave yeah, that's, yeah. oh, he's tried to kill yeah, me seven yeah, times yeah. which is okay Yeah. Oh, oh, oh,
2: oh no the best the best Chewie moment is also one of the best Han Solo moments too it's where they're like where Ray meets them it's like Han Solo aren't you the the war hero and then it's like I thought he was I thought he was, thought he was a smuggler and then it's like I thought he was this and then I also love
0: I Chewie's reaction the other, yeah. when the holographic chess table comes on and Chewie, and Chewie goes hmm
1: yeah. <laughs> he is great but um look i mean for me as well when han dies like chewie's rage at that is great yeah but at the same time you know like everyone a lot of people i know who are into star wars we're going you know like he's he's got the 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 oath the pledge to protect him you know like he he should have just charged down there and freaking you know tore kylo ren a new one but no like not only did he shoot kylo Successfully, which other people yeah. don't do in this movie. I've, I've had a I've had a conversation. But then he this. he just runs through the complex yeah, yeah, yeah. blowing away stormtroopers like he has and never my, and my favorite part of yeah.
0: my favorite like punchline into the whole thing <laughs> is he doesn't give a fuck that Ray and, and Finn yeah. are there.
1: Yeah. He just hits yeah. a <laughs> He doesn't care about himself, he doesn't care about anyone else. Yeah. He's just like shit, that was not good. And and it's fantastic because you know, the rest of the movie, he's actually he's kind of the comic relief. Yeah. You yeah. know, like like Han is much better with the bowcaster, you know, like it just takes the gun off yeah. him. I'll oh, shoot these guys. Don't worry about I, um, it. But then as soon as it goes off, it's like Han has been holding him back all these years. You know, <laughs> yeah. Chewie is just there like is a there is actually dog on the list. Commando Chewie. Yeah.
0: The punchline to that though, which has actually been heavily criticized and I can almost understand why, which is when they arrive back at the mm. resistance base, he walks, he walks he walks straight yeah. past Carrie Fisher. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. This bothered me on the second viewing. Where
0: and But she gives Ray a big hug. And you sit there and go... That's odd. Chewy yeah. should have
2: hugged Princess yeah. Leia. For I sure. Think, yeah. Like there's a, there's a bit there though where like the if you watch it again, I've seen it a few times, but theoretically he could have hugged Leia off-screen. Because it's edited. In, yeah, no, it's, there's enough yeah, time. But you know what? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, sure. it's, so, it's the it's the so medal I'm, at the end of
0: a New Hope yeah, all over again. Yeah, Why wasn't he yeah. given a medal? I'm,
2: I'm retconning it in my head. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and no, the no, retconning yeah. for the
0: medal is he was too tall. He was given, <laughs> he was given the medal <laughs> later, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. and, of and, yeah, and yeah. that's actually in the novelization as yeah, well, yeah, which is he gets the medal later. Well, I wanted to
2: bring up when Jamie was talking about the whole life debt thing that I had a conversation with a friend who was like, you know what this means, right? And I was like, what? And it's like, Yeah, now the life debt, it's no longer needed to be paid that Chewie has to return home to Kashyyyk and uh, rejoin um, his native tribe because that's how the life debt works.
1: I was like... Or he just transfers uh, 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 it to, you
0: know... Can I make uh, one observation to this, please? Expanded universe no longer exists. Yeah, like there a, is no life debt. That's They're right. They're just friends. Yeah. But, <laughs> more, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but but Farrah like uh, and how good of Chewie as well. Like yes, he runs through. Yes, he blows the place up. He does all that stuff. But then he goes and gets the ship and rescues Han's friends. And that's mm. like you know. And yeah. what I love Hart is at Chewbacca the end, is a hero. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and what I, and totally. what I love is at the
0: end of the film, there is a look between him and Ray. Mm. She comes into the cockpit. He's in the co-pilot, and seat. you just yeah. know that's right. The- and basically, he looks at her; she looks at him, and <laughs> it's like, "You're my new co-pilot." Yeah, you know, that's right. And she's and he's basically saying, "You're my new Han." Yeah, it's the, it's
2: the same crew entirely. Yeah, you know? yeah. And
0: I'm, that's a beautiful moment yeah. between those two. Also, it is. like,
2: uh, but the the original question of like the the Han introduction scene mm-hmm. with the Raftars. Like I love how that's done. I think it's really, really clever. It's like you know, you got this hallway. It's like like a western. There's a gang over here that he's messed over. There's a gang on the other who's messed over. They're hiding underneath the floorboards. Yeah. You know, like there's yeah. so many moving pieces to this. And I this love that thing. she has. Like,
1: I love that she yeah. has a functional plan, and yeah. it goes wrong. But I, I, have, <laughs> Opens I have one, the wrong door I have It's great. One
2: nitpick about it though, <laughs> one which is like that the Raftars immediately kill and, and destroy every person except for except the, the main who cast they, who yeah, they yeah. drag along yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> well, you know. for sure yeah, yeah. but, but um,
1: uh, whatever all right so next thing is um, awful we're gonna have to only have a couple more because we only we only have three more Maz, okay. Maz's cantina what do you think I love that wookie oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maz,
2: Maz's cantina though i had a sort of moment like the third time i watched it which was like that they, they carry you through the the history of Makeup prosthetics in that one <laughs> shot. Like, it's one one of my disappointments is that the soundtrack doesn't have that 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 piece of music. So whenever that that scene comes, I really look forward to to it because of the yeah, music. Yeah. The music is great. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and but you the first creature you see is a wolf man, which like, is Warwick Davis. Is that oh, so that's yeah. Warwick Davis? Okay, yeah, yeah cool, yeah. Uh, and then you you progress through like you go through all these other prosthetic characters to dressed humans to robots that mm. are puppeteered to you end on the CGI motion capture Maz Kanata. And it's like, it works on so many levels, that that scene, which is like the callback to A New Hope, obviously, the cantina, which is all, it's an overload. Star Wars creatures, Star Wars creatures! You know, like for, yeah. for that 40 seconds, it's too much to handle, you know? And then you also get this strange, like, tour through... Film monsters. Cool. Yes. Yeah. All
1: right. So, and Maz
0: is just a brilliant character. I, lo- I love Maz. Fast yeah. forwarding. Uh, I like that Wookiee. Fast forwarding. Like we go Wookiee.
1: back to the resi- go back to the Resistance base. Um, and uh, Where's then my boyfriend. We have we have a map of the Starkiller base, and obviously there's a floor. That's okay. We'll go attack that. So the attack on the Starkiller base. What do we think?
2: Yeah, this is another one I have. This moment. was this like the big star. This is like the big, star, <laughs>
1: yeah, like yeah, the big yeah. space first set piece. You know,
2: first. I- I disagree with everyone saying it's a Death Star because it's not a Death Star. It's like, it's, 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 a, it's, it doesn't even work like a Death Star. It's the only, the it's, only- a <laughs> it's a planet. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. But, it's it, sucking
1: it, in the it, sun and blowing it, it back at something. It has
2: a trench, I guess. You know, um, but the kind of thing is like the, the, my theories on the Star Killer base are a bit sort of ludicrous so I think like <laughs> yeah. like firstly it's a literal star killer How ludicrous it, it, are we getting are
1: we getting like you know ludicrous. like it's is they hold it out a planet or are we getting like you know it's the emperor's left ball No 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 it, 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 <laughs> it, it, it,
2: it's, it's it's a physical representation of of the dark side Okay cool So that it's literally the light side fights the dark side Yeah it's, literally. it's
1: Star Wars Mogo
2: Yeah but it's literally because what the what the star killer base does is it Snuffs sucks the, the light. It sucks the light. Yeah, out of things to to destroy yeah, things. But what it does destroy is it literally destroys a star, which it kills Han Solo star killer, but it, the star killer sucks the light from the sun. Who is the star killer? It's Kylo Ren who is the sun who sucks all the light to kill.
1: I love the way your brain works. Wow. <laughs> <He's far> out, <laughs> man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's but it's so it's so Amazing. Like, I wish I'd like... been your English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, to fix me or <laughs> no, no, not at all. It would have been great. It would have been well, like, we would have been talking nuts nonsense and the rest yeah. of the class would have been sitting there going, What? I what? thought the I thought the uh the the assault on Starkiller was,
0: was terrific. It was a throwback of, it was a throwback to a new hope completely. Mm-hmm. It was a small band, it was a small group of fighters. Sanitation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Jamie? What do you think
2: of this?
1: It was no, actually like the, who what
0: it was. It was it was a combination. Like of, I said,
1: it was the moment that made me feel it was Star Wars again. Yeah, yeah like, it was like, yeah. like it was a French combination of was, like, the battle the for Endor
2: mm-hmm.
0: and a New Hope's uh, Death Star run. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, this, because, yeah, it was just it was fabulous. it was beautiful. Yeah. It
1: was it was my key moment like, yeah. from the film. It was the thing that really set it in stone, stone for me. Yeah. You know that, that this is Star yeah. Wars and it is back. Um, and last thing is um, Ray and the lightsaber and Luke. Made the movie. Honestly, speechless, Luke, but, you know... <laughs>
2: I've, through I've, nefarious give us, means, Give us your I crazy
1: th- theory on why Luke doesn't say anything. <laughs> well, I, 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 know, I know the legitimate
2: reason for I'm that. So at, right. le- at least I do, which is that every Star Wars film ends without dialogue. Yeah, of course. But not music. only that, it was
0: interesting because Michael Arndt actually came out and actually mentioned this in his early draft. Because apparently in the early draft of the screenplay, Luke came into it a lot earlier. Uh, he said, but the problem was... Every time they had a scene with Luke Skywalker,
2: it stole the movie. It stole
0: the movie. Yeah. It completely stole the movie from everybody else. Mm -hmm. And he said that they just couldn't make it work because every time he brought Luke in, it was the Luke show. Mm. And so they didn't want it to be the Luke show, not
1: yet. There's got to be so much exposition with him. Well, that's right. And so
0: basically, they built the film around the idea of the final reveal, and the Luke show is going to be episode eight.
1: That makes
2: sense. Yeah. I've, I've like, I've seen that scene now eight times. Because
1: like, um, you snuck into uh, another session yeah, just to see yeah. the end of it? No, I did seriously. Yeah, the, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously,
2: it's all we did. Yeah, because we, we were leaving a nine thirty session and there was a ten thirty session. That's so awesome. So we just went and watched the last half. Now, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the kind of thing is like it's interesting on that that time where I hadn't watched the two hours build up to it. Like it had less of an impact. Mm. It was still great. Like, but you go through that two hours of waiting for him, you know, essentially, you know, and it's magical. It's the but that scene. I don't know. I've been saying this thing about it, like that. Um, you know the Archibald Prize. Mm-hmm. Uh, the for people listening who don't know the Archibald Prize, it's like um, a portrait competition. It's a, one of the, the highest, like mm-hmm, painting, mm-hmm. like uh, in Australia. In Australia, yeah. you know, and um, and the kind of thing is that image of of Luke at the end is a portrait. Is is the greatest Archibald painting ever ever done yeah. you know it, it it like communicates so much and says so much with nothing with a look. for me and it's it's mark hamill's best performance ever for me and it's for me three it was, seconds
0: for me it was the payoff to ray earning the right to meet him that's yeah. right so yeah. basically We have the scene in the snow. We have Finn try and take the lightsaber and try and defeat Kylo Ren, which he holds his own. He does very Mm -hmm. well, but then gets cut down to the point where Rey, the force literally awakens and she pulls that lightsaber out of the snow. She fights Kylo Ren. And then there's that standoff where she just closes her eyes Mm -hmm. and just goes for it. And basically becomes in effect becomes an untrained Jedi in mm-hmm. one moment, yeah. right? And there's from that moment we then go from that to R two waking the map mm-hmm. being revealed and she's the one sent, yeah. Not Leia, not his sister. That's right. She's the one that is sent because she's earned the right.
1: She to has find yeah. Luke. One other thing I felt was really magical about that scene that I really liked was that Star Wars always gets not put down, but but. It's very much highlighted that it's desert planet, it's ice planet, mm-hmm. it's jungle planet. Oh,
0: or as one podcast I listened to once, and I've never been able to shake it since, Star Wars is the show of theme worlds. Yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah, a yeah. forest planet, a, a snow planet. It's their theme world. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What we saw here was just this rolling green over this mm. blue ocean. It was very Earth-like. Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was Ireland. Yeah. I, I, yeah it was beautiful, but it but you know those old rocky walls and yeah. it, it, we saw multiple terrains in the one place and it was actually an organic world yeah. that wasn't any of those those stereotype planets. Mm. Yeah. Uh which was one of the things that made it real really magical because suddenly Star Wars was in the real world. Mm. Yeah. And I thought it, that was really powerful at the end.
2: Absolutely. It's kind of the way you sort of feel about Tatooine when you watch the original. Like when you're Tedoin is, is still came, desert planet. Out, yeah, it's got know. it's got life yeah. and it's got identity it's true,
1: very basically. much, but it's still yeah. that whole identity is based around it being a desert planet. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. And, and I have they, to say
0: I have to say that I think it could be easily said in your original question, which was how do we feel about that reveal? I think I sat with Goosebumps mm-hmm. from the moment she pulled the lightsaber out yeah. of the snow. From that moment, there was yeah. almost I almost sat on edge because yeah. I thought We've just witnessed...
2: I started a round of applause there. I think, yeah, right and right. it was
0: just yeah. like she's pulled it out and it's the, the fact that it flies past Kylo Ren's yeah. face and the look on his face with the fact that mm. she earned the lightsaber that yeah. he believed was his, mm-hmm. but she got it. Mm. You know, And the fact that when she first ignites it and you sit there and go, oh my God, everything else was a red herring. It was not about Finn. It was not about Finn pulling that mm. lightsaber out. It's all about her. And yeah. it's, it's everything, everything that this trilogy... Seven, eight, nine is going to be about is about yeah. her absolutely.
3: You for
1: know? for all the haters um, who are complaining about losing the EU, um, it's actually the the whole Ben Solo thing has followed followed a lot of the the EU storyline. Not not directly, but it, there's a lot of touches from it. Mm, um, yeah. Things like if you know, him is him not earning the lightsaber, Ben's and, twin. Yeah. If well, if, yeah. if. Yeah. I actually I look, I, look,
0: I we're going to wait a year and we're going to find out the answer. That's right. But I really do believe that she is the offspring of Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, she's definitely, mm. she's definitely mm. either yeah. the but Han I, Solo I, yeah. Princess Leia's other child, or she mm. is Luke's. But I really think she's Luke's child. Yeah. I've, I've I been,
2: think. I've been surprised about the question of her parentage, though. Hey. I don't understand like, why like,
0: like, people. Are the first first right viewing,
2: I thought, I thought J.J. Abrams was screaming it at us. Yeah, I,
0: th- I think I think he made it pretty obvious <clears throat> yeah. that this is Luke's child. But I think and that's why I think that's about-
1: why it's come up is that yeah. people people don't like an obvious solution, but yeah. they're neglecting the fact that yeah, as you said before, it's a kids' movie. Yeah. and it's a simple. And it's, yeah.
0: if you think about the arc of the original trilogy, it is a very simple arc.
1: That's yeah, right. It's you
0: know?
2: Joseph Campbell.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yep. absolutely. Yeah.
2: Um, but I think I think the arc is quite beautiful for her to be Luke's daughter too. Mm-hmm. You know, because there there is a the, she, because you know, it, oh,
0: and you also we, we're completely neglecting the idea that this is going to be also Luke's redemption story. Whatever mm. went wrong over the last thirty years, whatever drove him into isolation, she's going to be the one who brings him back. Yeah. Absolutely. You know,
2: I just wanted to sort of bring up Jamie's original question about the final scene because to me the final scene brings it's the carpet that you know the rug you know, brings the room together, you know, like, uh, <laughs> like, it, cause the whole movie to me is a story about myths coming true, mm-hmm. you know, like, and on, even on a academic level, it's like the myths of episode seven coming true. <laughs> Dave's got an actual, the rug tied the room <laughs> together thing. It's that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. You know, but the, at its, at its emotional heart is like, here's this, this lonely, isolated, you know, person who's living their whole life wondering what's what's to come what what's possible you know and um and she's been living with this myth of the jedi the myth of her father they're the same thing you know so over the course of the movie the whole like um you know it's true it's all true it's like her father is out there that's right and then han solo is kind of her surrogate father in in the sense of like you know i'm offering you a job is the job of being my my daughter the right job she kind of feels maybe but you know it's not right. Yeah, it makes sense that job. Han would be a surrogate
1: yeah. father because you know her real father almost banged her Han's <laughs> wife <laughs> scene. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> but I think I think, it's, I think it's all intentional.
2: And then the end where she's handing the lightsaber over, it's like because as much as I've been saying about the look, sorry, I'm just looking at this naked lady. <laughs> yeah, um, but the yeah, yeah that's yeah. gonna sound great, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a desktop wallpaper, <laughs> but um, you know, uh Yeah, like that. That final scene to me says a lot because there's a. I made a lot of deal about Luke's face, right? And Luke's face was something that for a few viewings was all I could think about. But then when you look at Ray's face, oh yes, like a lot's being said there too. And Ray is in in tears. It's interesting that you talk about
0: Luke in that particular moment because for me, it's not luke's turnaround or luke's face that is the portrait for me it's that final shot which is her holding the lightsaber mm-hmm. out. out yeah and the yeah. look on both of them that that contact that is being made yeah. between the two of them and
2: my daughter's real the force is back
0: exactly and that's here's my dad he's they real. found me which means mm-hmm. they've put it together yeah you know and and you look at it and go that to me is the portrait Absolutely. And that's why I think that's the last shot of the film. Yeah. You know that beautiful aerial shot with the two of them mm. and you see then just go that's perfection. Yeah. That is like that is has as much poetry to me as the ceremony at the end of episode 4 yeah. or them flying off at the episode at the end of episode 5 mm-hmm. going to search for Han. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, or the or the uh sorry Ewok celebration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got music I, can't hear. Anyway, yeah, I can hear yeah, yes. hey yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ewok celebration you know it's like because those are, mm. those are the moments of of the pull the whole thing together and basically go yes this is how yeah. it works and this to me is the the end of this this moment but with a look to what is going to happen yeah. in episode 8 it made yeah. the
2: movie feel so complete for me mm. like and that, that's the kind of thing that's like um that's the story it's telling, in, in my opinion, and you know it's the same way New Hope tells a story. Mm. It, it's ended, yeah you know. Like, um, and it's kind of an odd feeling too, because had had they made it clear, had they made a lot of these things clear, it, the fans would, everybody would have said it was worse than what it is. Yeah. I don't. It would have gone. There's too much exposition. I have and no idea you know, why
0: people wouldn't like the ending that they got. The ending is, because it is doesn't spell it out
2: because it doesn't it doesn't carve it into stone. Yeah. You know, we are Time well is running, out- running away. And we might we be are- wrong We might be wrong too
0: <laughs> Well like. absolutely Look and the thing is We don't know until the next film But the thing is What I want is I want to enjoy the next film I want to mm. go to it And just say Okay tell me a story It was like having A story told to me And I loved having that story told yeah. I love the fact People then going to go Ray's too overpowered No she isn't I love that development of power. And I got such joy out of watching that develop. It is, it is, you sit there and you go, yeah, look what you did. You know what I mean? That's what I wanted to see. That's what I want. I wanted that magic back. You know? Mm -hmm. And what we got was not midichlorines or anything like that. We got magic. Mm -hmm. We got. The Force. Yeah, you know? It was good. And 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 that was what I really wanted mm. to see. And that's what I got. Okay, we're going to we're gonna wrap this up because we're over two hours here. Yeah. All right. So we weren't gonna go this long and we've gone this long. So but then again it's force. Yeah. It's it's, yeah, we it's have Force to. Awakens. Huh. But we do have a return of for the very last show here, we have a return of something that we used to do all the time, which is our famous list of
2: fives. Can I can I just quickly mention one more thing about Force Awakens? Because I will never be able to sleep again if I don't mention yeah, yeah. it during this thing, which is just Johnny fucking Williams. Oh,
0: actually, yeah, I wanted to talk John about Williams. that very quickly because I did actually bring this along. Hopefully it's playing. Yeah, there you go. John Williams' return to this series was really important mm-hmm.
2: to me. Now,
0: yeah. I, when I heard J.J. Abrams was... Oh, hello. When I heard J.J. Abrams was going to... Um, going to, <laughs> Sorry, Just, just, just mop it up. It's just a keyboard. It's not going to hurt anything. Just make sure it doesn't go the It didn't go on off the keyboard, really. Just... Um, when I heard the job, when I heard that JJ Abrams was going to direct this, I thought, okay, Michael Giacchino will do the music like he did with Star Trek. He'll rework themes and what have you, but it'll be Giacchino. The fact that he got Williams back, and this could be, very well be Williams' swan song, because mm. let's face it, the man is getting on now, and he's kind of sitting. Sorry, in Dave, sem- you're
2: kind of drowned out. Kind of sitting yeah. in
0: semi-retirement anyway. Um, that, uh, sorry, I can't hear the music at all. So, that's oh fine. no, fair enough. Yeah, um, it's good now. Lower the volume. So uh, to get him back was just joyful. And there are two tracks in particular that for me were like just amazing. I mean, they're just amazingly beautiful pieces of music. One is the one that's playing now, which is Ray's theme. And the other one was the finale. Yeah, which was the, Jedi the steps, steps. Mm-hmm. and the Jedi steps leading into Luke's theme, leading into the final music. is just an, a magical piece of music. Yeah. And to bring Williams back for that and to, for Williams to want to come back and actually do that. It's just magic.
2: Yeah. It's, it's absolutely incredible. And there's this thing of like true greatness, like mm-hmm. what is true greatness, you know? And it's like, well, true greatness is when, when you're the best and there's nobody that's been better. Yeah. And the thing is like, Williams is the greatest. Yes. That's it. Like, this is the guy who writes music. Like, you can hear it when I'm when I'm, when I'm I'm talking behind me. Like, it's it's an opera. It's a story yeah. of its own. And it's like, it, divorce it from the movie, and it's an astonishing piece of music. And what it I think is, is lovely. And what I think it's is fabulous is the fact that every it's Star Wars film... It's six notes on a fucking piano. Yeah,
0: every Star Wars film has a theme. And yeah. what I love about it is the fact that every Star Wars, there's the continuing themes, there's all the stuff. But if you think about it, the very first Star Wars, yes, there's the anthem, but mm. it's Luke's theme. Yeah. Yep. Right. The second Star Wars, it's the Imperial March. March. Mm-hmm. The third theme, it's that it's that Endor yep. battle. It's yeah. that it's mm-hmm. that parade of the It's that Endor music. In the prequel trilogies, you've got Duel of the Fates. I mean, you've got the Mustafar Battle of
2: the Heroes. Battle of
0: the Heroes, and then there's the romance. The Across the Stars. Across the Stars theme for for the second one. This one. It's weird because there are all these very large beautiful anthems. Mm-hmm. This one, it went really intimate. Yeah. Mm. This one went into Ray's yeah. theme and it's got this beautiful uh lilting yeah. light it's, feel. It's like this subtle,
2: it's, it's, subtle. Almost, it's almost this like feminine quality to yeah. the to the to the tone of it which is kind of not quite finished. Mm. It's not quite developed, and it's it, and then over the course of the movie, it develops and it it and becomes bigger and stronger. And it, we're actually know, going it, to end. It, the, it's, it's metaphoric. We're going to end
0: the show today with the Jedi steps, so that's mm-hmm. how we're going to finish yeah. the show off. But it's really interesting. We can't play the whole music, obviously, because we have are bound by mm-hmm. you know having to stick to thirty second spots and so forth. But I do recommend anybody if you're on Apple Music, you can listen to it for free. But go out and buy the album. Yeah. Take all my money, I went and bought the album. Yeah, I uh, bought
2: like numerous amounts of books. So. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. the thing is, when you Toys. listen
0: to that entire piece of music, the entire suite up until, mm-hmm. even right to the end, but yeah. up until in particular, up until the end credits, mm. there's a seamless transition from Ray's theme, the Jedi Steps, Ray's theme, and Luke's theme. Yeah, they blend. That is yeah. just magical. It is. Yeah. This amazing piece of music and this amazing suite. And it's this progression as she's going up mm. the stairs and it's building to the point where you finally hit Luke and we roll into Luke's theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just then go, it's just, mm. for me, that's Star Wars.
2: Yeah, and listening to it on its own is just astounding. Mm. It's, uh, those, yeah. two,
0: those two tracks, uh, Ray's yeah. theme and the Jedi steps, have had constant mm. rotation in my ears. Yeah. I've, I've
2: yeah. listened to the whole thing back to front. Hundreds of times Ooh. already. I've like, um, had on Spotify a few times. It's good. Yeah, yeah, and it's to me, it's like one of the hallmarks of great pieces of music because, like, cinema is on, the only place for symphonic classical music to exist. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and um, and few people write for it. Like there are like, f- especially for cinema, it's always background dressing. Like it's never really a piece on yeah. its own. You know, you can't make concert versions out of ninety percent of films that get made. There's just not enough score. You know, um and let let alone a score that isn't just like you can't go to pay eighty bucks to, to listen to an orchestra just dugga, 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 for, for ninety minutes. Like um There's but, a br-
0: there's
1: a but, breed of composers. But Williams
2: wrote yeah music. That's what's so important because it's like he didn't write themes, he didn't write motifs, he wrote he wrote music music. Yeah. And, um, and I've, it's said for a long, I've said for it's, a long time. I'd sit. I'd sit. And, I'd pay up upwards of four hundred dollars to hear an orchestra yeah. play the well, whole I've, thing. Well,
0: I've and I've said for many years exactly what you said
2: before. I have before. Which is, I've seen. I haven't seen John Williams, but I've seen the Sydney Symphony do Star Wars. Right. I've seen the Sydney Symphony mm. do yeah. Star Wars. Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, we may have all been at the same show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, no, mine was many years ago. <laughs> oh, That's what the opera house. Like um, five years ago. Yeah, um, right about yeah. Yeah. There's something I've been saying for a long time, many, many, many years, in fact, which is something you just said, and it hit home because it's something Mm -hmm. I've been saying, which is that our classical composers, our Beethovens, our Brahms, our our Bachs, and so forth, Today exist in the world of film composers. Yeah, now they are John
1: Williams and Tim Burton, not Tim Burton, no. Daniel Daniel. Uffman. Uffman.
0: But when you look at there's a certain breed. do you associate <laughs> yeah. those names? <laughs> it's, it's very true. <laughs> there's yeah. a certain breed, though, that is from a the, from a, a, an era which was the, mm. the late seventies and yeah. through to the mid eighties, which were John Williams and his proteges, and there mm. were the there's a group of them. There's Alan Silvestri, Bruce mm. yep. Broughton. Uh, 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 um, Basil Polidorus, and these were, this was this amazing breed of composers, uh, John uh, James Horner, mm-hmm. who were actual composers. Yeah. Um, now I don't, and Danny Elfman is, has written some great themes mm-hmm. over the years, but Danny Elfman wasn't the all round composer. Yeah. Danny Elfman doesn't, a, he doesn't, would write a theme. Yeah. Somebody else would orchestrate it. Somebody it's else very would true, conduct
2: yeah. it. Danny Elfman yeah. actually, this is not a slight on Danny Elfman. No, no, because uh, Danny Elfman's really but, responsible for some of my favorite in, in, scores. Interesting trivia about Danny Elfman is that he, he can't write or read score.
1: No. Interesting.
2: Yeah. yeah. He's, so what, he he would, he's what they, he, they call a, a, um, a mumbler's composer. Yeah. Or a hummer's composer. He'd I often believe. write on a synthesizer. Yeah. He'd yeah. make sounds
0: yeah. and then somebody else would orchestrate
2: it. Yeah. There's a, there's a term in, um, I can't remember what, what where I heard it from or what exactly it is, but it's in some cinema shit. It's like a hummer's composer, which means like the director or somebody else hums it. Yeah, or they hum it to someone who understands music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, you know, what like, I want this. Danny often was
0: a songwriter and a percussionist. Mm-hmm. Oingo and Boingo. He actually, he actually yeah, 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 Boingo. yeah, I remember Boingo. Oingo he Boingo. Actually, yeah. He actually said in an interview once I heard where he said that his primary uh, his primary focus was percussion which is why a lot of his stuff is very percussive. Of and course, yeah. And what he would do is he would get he would come up with a tune, he'd get an orchestrator to orchestrate it, they would com- conduct it, and then he would lay percussion in afterwards yep. because he was the percussionist. And so mm-hmm. he basically, after he had the recordings, would then
2: write yeah. in the percussion for it.
1: But as you're saying, Ella, uh, Alan Silvestri, Basil Polidorus, yeah, this, some, some of my favourite names, yeah, absolutely. These are, <laughs> but these holy are, shit,
2: Daniel from Musical Minds. <laughs> Yeah. yeah oh, like, absolutely. Danny yeah. Hoffman, as I say,
0: he's he's yeah. he's concocted and written some of my favorite scores. Mine so, too. No doubt. Um, but when you listen, you can sit down and listen to a, a John Williams or a James Horner or a Silvestri or a Bruce Broughton score. Bruce Broughton did Silverado, which is one of my favorite scores of all time. And he also did Young Sherlock Holmes, mm. which is an amazing score. Mm, that's great. You know, and you sit down and go, this is music that is written by them, it is orchestrated by them, it is conducted by them. You know, they are. They are composers, yeah. And John Williams was the granddaddy Mm -hmm. of them all, yeah. Um, And And a
2: good a good hallmark for it too, like like go and compare like the scores written for the uh, numerous Star Wars games, Mm. and that's where you can really see the Mm. difference. Yeah, yeah.
0: I agree. No, I think I think a lot has got to be said for John Williams. John Williams is part of the he's he's part of the tapestry.
2: I've I've said with you numerous times on this show, and with you as well, Jamie. Like. He's the co-writer of Star Wars. Absolutely. He's he's one yeah. of the
1: stars. He's he's yeah. one of the cast. That's Absolutely. why I'm kind of
2: scared for him not to be doing. It. I don't mind about the non-trilogy ones.
1: Well, true, but at the same time, Elite. you know, yeah. there was probably a time when you would have thought that hey, George Lucas not doing Star Wars, you know, would be yeah. wrong as well. Yeah, no, I guess I got to say I got to say I, that I, I like
2: cuz cuz one thing one thing to remember too is that Williams is the only one only one that's been in all seven. Untrue. No.
0: Who else? Anthony Daniels.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Ah, oh, that's true. Anthony Daniels. Anthony yeah, Daniels.
0: r 2 d and C-3PO have been in every Star Wars.
2: Well, uh, Creatively creatively okay yeah um <laughs> yeah that yeah of course yeah f- i was thinking about r2 and i completely forgot about anthony daniels yeah anthony yeah. daniels has been yeah. all of them but yeah but like uh probably some up,
1: costume up. designer shaking their fist yeah, at but, you c- right but, now but, but you know
2: creatively creatively but, but, yeah. but yeah
1: but anyway anyway
2: like of significant importance of course like, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like you know like maybe there was some guy who like crafted a fucking you know like sheet for like one of the sets in you know I don't know you know like um, I catered every movie damn it yeah, yeah you know but I mean like half the production work was done by the same people that did the yeah, prequel trilogy for sure you know like um like it's not just Abrams carrying this monkey like it's Ooh. great design team and shit but um but Williams is like significant and it's like when he goes it's kind of going to be strange mm. although I got to say if he dies he- like that's understandable like. I gotta Shit. say
0: though, that if there is any, <laughs> you know, like
2: if he dies, it's like well, I have like, to say though, if there is no.
0: any, if there is anybody who is going to pick up the torch and take it from mm-hmm. him, it is probably going to be Michael Giacchino, yeah, because yeah. Giacchino now has the tone set uh, for mm-hmm. the trilogy, and if John Williams decides not to return, John Williams may do you, return. Do you
2: have the soundtrack there? Uh, not the, way, the entire soundtrack here, but well, yeah, there's the there's a conductor Williams's protege because Williams. Oh, that's because right, he, he co he co conducted, conducted mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, with Gustavo or something to to do last I can't remember off the top. Of my but head. is he a composer or is he just a conductor? He's only just a conductor. Yeah, but the kind of thing is like that. That I think it might be a good idea for to get Williams to start writing material and themes for the next two.
0: He might be. And the only thing is because, we, like, we are not privy behind the scenes, so we don't know yeah. what's going on. But
2: but see, if, if I was running it, and if if Williams himself thought he was going to cock it. I don't think it you know. had
0: nothing to do yeah. with him dying. Uh It's just what that Williams is, is semi-retired. Yeah.
2: You know? yeah, that's the thing. But I mean, semi-retired, like you can write themes and yeah. hand it off to he a, may not someone want else to the the expand thing is, them.
0: he may not want to. And that's the, yeah. the biggest that's issue. Right. Is he may just want to say, that was it. That was my big swan I'm done.
2: But I can't imagine it. You I know? can't imagine it because like Williams is someone who lives and breathes music. Why would he? Why would he? We don't know. So that, that, because yeah. the he's already eighty four and he the hasn't stress retired. of actually
0: yeah. working to compose an entire yeah. film is quite, is quite. And
2: I guess I'm hard. just being naive and optimistic. Yeah, <laughs> you look, are. I like, hope. It, look, like he, I, he writes. He's a guy who I know a lot about him, and he's a guy that like he's a jazz man, and he he writes. Paper and pencil. I'm I'm so with you. I really
0: hope he comes back. Mm. I really hope he does all the Star Wars films. Yeah, but there is a possibility that he might not.
2: John Williams, little buddy, uh. you're alive.
0: <laughs> but if he doesn't, if he does, uh, if he doesn't do the rest of the Star Wars films, the question is, who do you get to fill his shoes? Mm. And Jakey knows a good choice. Yeah, he is. I
2: know. Silence.
0: we go with George Lucas's original vision classical music yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Blue Danube you know also also the main theme from Ivanhoe (laughs) Stanley Kubrick did it first (laughs) Tchaikovsky
2: I don't know you could just
0: we are going to we are going to bring this to an end with our list of five I still
2: feel
1: like I have five things in front of me have you got five things in front of you yes alright so
0: as a return to the list of five we basically said what are our five what are five favorite Star Wars moments? Once again, we should remind people that our list of five at Geek actually is never a top five list. It is just five things. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with Dave. What are your five What are five favorite Star Wars moments?
2: Okay, this is a controversial one, but it's um, Anakin versus Obi-Wan. I, I, no, it's, good, yeah, it's a good lightsaber I, fight. I, not even the lightsaber fight. But it's the, the build up with the dialogue that I love so much. <laughs> yeah. I really, really like that scene. I think it's melodramatic and it's operatic and it's ridiculous, but I, I like it All personally. Right. Oh, that's fine. You know? Once you've done ed- that yourself, like that <laughs> stuff. Like, um, you know. Mm-hmm. But I disagree. I think the Jedi are evil. I
1: just weight. You and McGregor as yeah. an actor comes through
2: there. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not even just as an actor, just as sort of melodramatic weight to it, I like. Next number four. Oh, we're going one by one. We just knock them off. Oh, okay, right. Um, The barge scene, Return of the Jedi. Bastard? Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And I particularly like how it's the the music and it's the build-up. Yep. You know, like... And um, then the lightsaber We've been waiting, like, a a movie for Luke to be the Jedi.
0: We're gonna we're going to even up there because that's also my number two, so that's good. Okay, why don't we just go one by one? All right.
1: You want to go by one by one? Yeah, what's your number one? Are we doing number one no, or no, number, number five?
0: five. Oh, yeah. you went from number five. That's actually my number two, by the
1: way. Oh, right. Okay. All right. So did yeah. you do your number I did, five? I did my
2: five and four. Okay. Five well, four.
1: Here, here's my five. It is when Kylo Ren is having a temper tantrum and the two stormtroopers walk around the corner,
2: <laughs> <laughs> see
1: him and walk away again. Yeah.
0: Kylo Ren was such a wonderfully
1: excellent pe- child. That yeah. is the single best comic beat in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, It, it was just, I, I lost it i love for a no, minute. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. My number five is, and it sounds really weird because most people would go, what is the Ewok Celebration? Mm-hmm. Yep, but the yep. original <laughs> Ewok Celebration, <laughs> not the special edition because I really like that track. Once again, mm-hmm. John Williams excelling himself. Yeah. I think the Ewok Celebration was a fabulous track which was excised from the film in favor of a not
1: so great track um, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and the changed the tone of the film. Mm. All right, so, so your number four was the Sail Barge. Yep. My number four, the Battle of Hoth. Um, oh, yeah. The uh, the 80-80s just uh, marching on the shield jam. generators. <laughs> so cool. Yeah.
0: My number four is Rey's Awakening during the Kylo Ren duel. They, yeah. That moment where she closes her eyes and then just everything just takes off from that yeah. point.
2: I wanted to put Force Awakens. So I didn't do any Force Awakens. I did one for: That's Awakens. all right. Well, Dave, number yeah. three. Yeah, um, it's the it's the trench run in A New Hope. It's just it, it's, magical. It's a perfect movie, mate. Perfect. Yeah. Um, particularly when Han comes in and saves the day. It's great. It's you're all clear, kid. Mm-hmm. Let's do this thing and go home. But just the dun dun dun. That's <laughs> yeah. a perfect movie. All, all right. You yeah,
1: yeah. number three. My number three. Uh, second. Um, Force Awakens one made it to my top five, which is. Poe, in one shot taking out 10, eight, ten TIE fighters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. When he just yeah. shows what a badass pilot yeah. he and actually then, and is. And taking out
0: people yeah. on the ground
1: at the and same and time. T- yeah, that's yeah. right. That's what right. What does Finn say? Uh, he that's some pilot. That's pilot. pilot. some pilot. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. my god, he really is. That was <laughs> yeah. epic. And and uh Luke Luke Lancaster, my my buddy um who's been on the show before uh informed me straight away after seeing it that he took out 10. On the spot, he <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: My number three is The Final Duel of Luke and Vader. Mm. That piece of music, That's that classical piece of my music two, yeah. that, that that Williams has written mm. and the operatic oh, nature of yeah. that with Luke just going on and, oh, on,
1: and on and on repetitively with yeah. it It's an amazing That piece. That duel is beautiful, yeah. um, which is very close to my number two. My number two, because yours is the same, mm-hmm. uh, is specifically Vader's turn to the light side. That moment mm. when he's looking between the two and he just goes at the emperor. Yeah. Yeah. Lifts him up above his head and throws him down. It's there's something really, really pure and beautiful about yeah. him turning back to being Luke's father. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, my number two is we're up to two, right? We're up to two. Mm-hmm. Two. My number two is the barge battle, yeah, but it's specifically the moment where the title of the film, Return of the Jedi. Lives up to its name. That's exactly what I've I I pictured it. it for. It's, it's that buildup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Up, it's the
2: lightsaber yeah. jettisoning out of the top yeah, of R two S. And it's, and the, it's Luke yeah.
0: just cutting loose with so that green good. lightsaber. Bomb.
2: Yeah. Boom. Because you're waiting. You're waiting. You haven't heard the theme yet. You've, no. You know. You that's the theme. And you're waiting theme. for like, he he a a Luke is he to do a something. And you're waiting for Luke to do He's so dark. You're <laughs> waiting for Luke yeah, yeah, to do something yeah. magical. Yeah. And he just doesn't. Yeah. And the
1: fact that he gives Jabba that one last chance to it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right, Dave Longer. What is your number one? Um.
2: Hey, this is just a moment. I just, it's, it's such a small little moment, but for me, it's like... It the, obviously the matters to you. Yeah, it's, um, it's when the Millennium Falcon escapes from the, the Star Destroyer in Empire, right? Like, not the whole sequence, but the, the shot of it entering the asteroid, what yep, they think yep. is the asteroid. And to me, what particularly makes it such a great moment is how the Millennium Falcon leaves the camera... Yep. Mm-hmm. to rotate to, to dive down in I think it's I think it's the moment of the whole it's silence. great how some
1: individual shots can stick with you like that yeah it's just the, the, actually the impact. very opening shot of Force Awakens is like that for me where you see the, the Imperial oh, shuttles the just triangle. start to yeah, block yeah, out yeah. the light yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. also in
0: once again in Empire there's that shot which shows the Falcon do the flip and you see it kick the overdrive in and you see that yeah. little burst of power yeah. come out yeah. the back of
2: it Very it's fantastic cool. it's a hard thing to do I mean it's like I'll probably think differently now <laughs>
1: okay. my number one I originally wrote The Battle of Endor but I decided that was too big too broad so I pulled it back to the speeder bike sequence yeah. which wow mm-hmm. what a piece of film like yeah. just the the movement the feeling of movement in that yeah. is so vivid and so real and you know like I remember when I was younger Literally moving, you yeah, know, yeah. like while you're watching it because you think like you're. you're I'm going to hit the tree. You're, you know? you know? <laughs> you're waiting for the 3D conversion. Do you ever ever go on one of those like
2: rocking horses, like in the park, or yeah, oh, the yeah. and like, Absolutely, yeah, I remember doing <laughs> that. Yeah, and my
0: number one it can be summed up with just a couple of simple words. No,
3: which is, no. no.
0: Uh, <laughs> Not those <laughs> words. No, mine can be summed up with the words, "Yes, sir, Addy."
1: Um, <laughs> Luke, I am your father. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had a feeling that was a coming. Word, no, yeah. absolutely, Luke, I am your father. Oh,
2: I've only imagined that. the...
0: I saw that at the cinema yeah, first run, I know. and it, the power behind Obi Wan never told you what happened to your father. It's mm-hmm. like it's like. Oh, here it comes! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The answer to everything is about to happen. Yeah. All right, that brings us to an end. I know we could keep talking about Star Wars and Force Awakens. We could keep talking about this for hours. We are well
1: over the. Are we doing? Are we doing the trivia? No. Nope. Um, <laughs> we don't even have time
2: for five more minutes. We just
1: gave them like two hours of trivia. I'll give you one question, <laughs> yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'll give you one question. <laughs> one you one question. How yeah. did Darth Vader alter his deal with Lando Calrissian after freezing Han Solo in Carbonite? <laughs> yeah.
2: Alter his deal? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh what's the, the ABC's D's? I, I I remember the scene. A it's like He um, had Lando
0: placed in prison. No. B. He ordered Chewbacca and Princess Leia to be taken to his ship. C. He took control of Cloud City. Or D. He left a garrison. He took control of Cloud City. Isn't that the answer? No. 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 It's that he
1: had ordered, he Chewie, ordered and Chewie and Leia the princess taken
0: to his ship. That's right.
1: Oh, yeah. Pray I do not alter it further. It would be a pity if yeah, I had that's, to that's leave what a. I he said, uh, yeah. "Pity if I had to
0: leave a garrison here." That's right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sure. Right. And on that note. That's oh, been that is by that has been geek, yes. that has been geek actually.
1: Geek actually, Facebook still gonna, what still gonna happen. A, yes, Bob um, no. We have, we have people, <laughs> <laughs> you, you're getting a question wrong. <laughs> uh, we have people there discussing what we thought were the big films of 2015 at the moment. Absolutely. Um, and um, Star Wars got mentioned, but uh, but uh, my my personal favorites were probably Kingsman and um, and Straight Outta Compton, both really good. Uh, Crimson Peak, best film of its type ever, but uh. Yeah, like there was some great stuff Ex last Magina. year. And next year looks amazing. My God, Deadpool, oh, Civil War, um, no. just, Dawn 8th. of Justice. There's just one great thing coming after yeah. another. Rogue yeah. One. Rogue yeah. One. More Star Wars. Hopefully yeah. Twin Peaks. So come and talk to us. Absolutely. So that's facebook.com forward slash
0: geek actually. Geekaction.com is still going to have content on there because remember nerd corner is still coming out and we've got those competitions coming up as well so there is still stuff happening there just won't be any new shows for a while in a few months time or a couple of months time don't know when we will actually throw out an announcement saying where and where and what we're doing and you'll be able to find us there okay Mm -hmm. so keep keep tabs and uh it's been a pleasure and as always with all of these shows that we've been doing it's always been a pleasure and we will be back take us
2: home Dave we
0: will be back in a a couple of months in some new form thank you very much for joining me guys Dave Longo Mm -hmm. Jamie Lawrence Geek On people Geek On everybody I'm Dave McVeigh and we'll talk to you sometime soon